Hello and welcome to the One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 50 is proudly sponsored by our friends at Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter with Betfair. Now, they tell me that no one on course was betting harder at Ascot on Melbourne Cup Day than the man himself, the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. It's uh, lovely to be here. Episode 50, raising the uh, raising the bat. Mm. Do you think we'd get there at episode one? No. No, no, no I, actually. No, I think mm. we were we were long odds. Yeah, we, I reckon I, we and were. We, we might even make it episode 52. One, well, one, one whole calendar year. Yeah, so. that's, uh, that would have been at, uh, I reckon, $15 plus when we started <laughs> this. One of those, I uh, thought we might do a few episodes and then it might fall by the wayside to some degree, lose some enthusiasm. Well, or when our, when our family stopped listening. I was <laughs> going to say, yeah when, uh, yeah, when we go 19 podcasts in a row without a winner as well, we probably lose uh, all interest. But no, you're right. I did, uh, we did have a fair crack at uh, Melbourne Cup Day. I, um, geez, turnover. I think it was my biggest ever turnover day on the punt. Unfortunately, it wasn't, wasn't a big day for me. Um, you were down in Bunbury, um, obviously, but uh, Bunbury was a very difficult opening day to start the season. I think we finished in front in Jero and uh, and Ascot, but geez, the damage was done at Bunbury, BJ. So, first of all, just want to thank mm. all the good people at Perth Racing for allowing Chantelle O'Sullivan and her team for allowing us to record at the 1900 bar last week, and also to our man Lockie Taylor who showed up to. Uh, the podcast wearing his proudly mm. wearing his one one trucker's hat so he's um he's uh, he's a good man Lockie and you caught up with him at Ascot on Saturday I did on caught Tuesday up, right? yes on Tuesday yeah. caught yep. up with Lockie and had a, had a couple of beers and watched a few of the races with him and uh, a few of the other friends of the podcast Chris Nation Luke Fernie amongst uh, amongst many others I uh, also caught up with um, our man from Mecca Sportswear and made sure we got a lot more of those hats for future guests and uh, we might even need to come up with a best in the uh, business. Oh, the best in the business, mm. Mr. D. Sadik from uh, from Mecca Sports in Joondalup. So um, he tells you how good he is too, as well. So if you if you happen to ask him, but, <laughs> not uh, backwards and coming forwards. We'll make sure. No, he's not backwards. That's that's very well said. Actually, <laughs> we'll make sure we've got plenty more gear to go around. I don't think there's enough uh, podcast gear floating around. Obviously, it's super popular. I think mm. Mr. L. Fernie's wearing his around all the time as well. So. Um, he did have a. Uh, he did. A, he was wearing a woman's fascinator by about uh, five pm on Tuesday, <laughs> though the last I saw of the big fellas. So, um, I, I I didn't tail him for the entire day, but um, I dare say when votes are read shortly, that he'll be uh, a big chance at the three again uh, from Melbourne Cup Day. The, yeah, the one one gear is uh, limited edition at the moment, so it's uh, so hopefully we can get a bit more floating around and uh, for our for our listeners as well. Um, while you were at Ascot, they tell me it was pumping. 20,000 oh, 20, yeah. plus? Yeah, it was It was a really good crowd. It was really yeah. good in that sense. Really good vibe about it all. A little bit frustrated early. Probably didn't need a pop out. I popped out a little tweet about the drink service there. So it was probably, uh, not probably, it was early doors. Probably, just said probably again, 40 minutes, half yep. hour to get a to get a drink. So they could have maybe done that a little bit uh, better, I would have thought. It thinned out and worked better as the day progressed. But, um, yeah, they channeled Kalgoorlie a little bit in that sense. So. I wonder if they uh, they didn't expect such a such turnout. a turnout. Potentially. Yeah. yeah potentially. Interesting to know what, mm. what they planned for and what they ended up getting. But it was still it was great to see the, the photos coming through of so many people on course mm -hmm. at Ascot. Uh, I was down in Bunbury with my good mate Tommy Atkinson, we were hosting a function at the Diamond Chimes Bar for um, some of the Bunbury Club, Bunbury Turf Club sponsors and, and supporters. And uh, all I can say is thank God for Tommy A. 
he tipped four of the eight winners to the uh, to the faithful. It was donuts from me, Terry. Zero winners. <laughs> well, we were both at uh, we were both at Dunkin' Donuts together at Bunbury, so it was my uh, as, as I said before, my main turnover track for the day. I was I was very bullish on a couple, especially Fear the Wind. Um, I wasn't super on the ride on Fear the Wind, to be honest. I just comp- I just did not understand how there was any thought process besides jag a horse back to last and let it come wide and um, let down like it's shown in all trials and races to date. But one to follow, I think, Fear the Wind. Um, I better not digress too far because I go on a little rant here. But Bunbury was a tough start to the day. But you know what the good thing is? Mm-hmm. We can only go upwards. Yeah, yeah. It- Exactly, exactly. The only way is up. So friends of the podcast and mm-hmm. WA Racing Twitter personalities – Timmy Jeers and Luke Dayton, they hosted a function at Bunbury as well. And those boys were in the same boat as me. They they couldn't find a winner for, for the people that they were um, hosting. But they blasted out with their last two bets, Snickerdoodle Dandy, all, uh, all up into home in five. And so, um, yeah, they roared home in five uh, when it saluted in the last on uh, on Bunbury on Tuesday, at Bunbury on Tuesday. So yeah, the money came there, didn't it? Mm. Three twenty into two twenty, I think. Yeah, oh, it was four fifty available for a good portion of um of oh the, the day beforehand. What day was that? I've lost track of days. It's Monday. very weird having a big meeting on a Tuesday. It is. Um, yeah, the, the money was uh, the the price was there all day long, but um, I actually expected there'd be a pretty more support for Early Queen in the race with the fifty three kilos coming out of that strong form reference. So it was a nice run, early queen. It was a good run, yeah. Um, I'll have to go back and do a replay because it's a bit hazy while that stage of proceedings. But uh, that's where my money went to, uh, to compound a tough uh, tough old Bunbury. But uh, good luck to the lads. It was a 10 out of 10 ride on, on Snickerdoodle Dandy too. It was, yes. Um, Dan Morton's got himself a couple of good fillies there. But just while we're talking about the Bunbury Turf Club, mm. just want to remind our listeners of uh, the inaugural standalone Bunbury Cup Day on Saturday, March 6th. 2021 so it's going to be the first ever Bunbury Cup day on a Saturday that's going to be the Metropolitan meeting that weekend so uh, I was speaking to Alex Dobell from the uh, Bunbury Turf Club he said to book your accommodation early because Bunbury is going to be rocking that that weekend and uh, Guru I think we might have to head down and record a Episode of the 1-1 that week down at the Bunbury Turf Club. What do you think? It'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Mm. Mm. Well, I know for Kalgoorlie, uh, obviously the Kalgoorlie around's probably more, uh, probably got a longer standing and bigger following, but um, yeah, accommodation two months out, three months out in Kalgoorlie is uh, a nightmare and I've heard it's the same in Broome. I'm yet to do Broome. Mm. Uh, next year I'll be a certainty, but um, yeah, BTC for the weekend, just a Thursday till Sunday job, party time. You might need a little break after uh the the young ones went around for a few months. Well, it might be it might be a well timed little hiatus for you. You might need to put your leave pass in there, though. I think so. I'm getting in early. Yes, yeah, so that's something to look forward to, and everyone everyone down in Bunbury is very excited for that uh, standalone Saturday Cup day, and it's going to be Stakes Day as well. Bunbury Stakes is going to be on that card, so it's going to be mm. it's going to be really good racing, and the clubs worked very hard to get this particular date, and hopefully. I guess the industry and and uh, racing supporters um, get around the me- the club and the meeting and support it. So mm-hmm. very good. So we have to talk about the Melbourne Cup quickly. Big congrats to Jai McNeil, freak Irish trainer Joseph O'Brien, twenty seven years old, bloody hell, and everyone connected with the twenty twenty Melbourne Cup winner Twilight Payment led all the way. And um, what a talent, Jai McNeil, only twenty five years old, having his first ride in the Cup and uh, salutes in the big one. 
Yeah, it was uh, a fairly bold ride. It was great, front, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. So I was talking about uh, Mathieu Autier was on it for a yeah, strike. Yeah, it's a ride for the ages. <laughs> um, I didn't uh, I didn't have a bet. I felt un-Australian, actually. I was uh, I was talking to Luke at the time and uh, my mate, a mate of mine, uh, Matthew Connison, lives down uh, lives down in Bunbury. He's, um, he's a, probably the most ordinary punter in the entire world. But that's uh, four years in a row. He does a little preview for the Melbourne Cup. Better three-page little preview. He has no idea. Four years in a row, he's shagged the winner. Well quite done, incredible. So I was going to follow him in, but I was talking to someone and the race was running. And anyway, so Connor's had a fill-up. He's had a, he's had a little fill-up. Yeah, oh. he's uh, he did one of those little uh, box trifectas with his top three. He spent six bucks, turned it into two thousand. So good on him. I uh, I was highly impressed. Going to have to subscribe to Connor. No, you're going to have to. I reckon next year it's going to be uh, very exp- ex- very expensive to subscribe. Looking at uh, <laughs> the success rate he's had in recent years. So <laughs> bloody hell. Good on you, Kono. So um, well done to you, mate. But uh, wasn't it great to see William Pike ride a winner mm. at the Flemington Carnival? He continued his brilliant association with Team Hawks, producing a peach aboard Outrageous in race six on uh, Tuesday on Cup Day. And uh, Brittany Taylor got to have a chat to him post-race. So he had the strong West Australian connection there at, at Flemington on uh, on the biggest day of all. Uh, the Wizard, though, he's um, confirmed. I watched the uh, the uh, video with Giulio Santarelli. He's confirmed that he's heading home to Perth for uh, to get back in time for Railway Stakes Day on November 21. So in order for him to abide by the quarantine conditions to get back into Western Australia, he has to leave after riding at Flemington today, mm-hmm. um, which means that he foregoes the ride on Arcadia Queen in the $2 million McKinnon Stakes at Flemington on Saturday. So a race is $3.30 favourite for. So what do you reckon, Terry? If you were Pikey, would you have stuck around to ride Her Majesty or head home for the railway? Uh, I'd come home, mm. yeah. I'm absolutely guts and inspirational girl, so I'm purely talking from my little pocket <laughs> here, to be honest with you. But uh, I, uh, I'll tell you something now as well. I reckon I reckon inspirational girl starts with a one in front of her. Oof. In front of her price, yeah. Well, I've been asking a lot of people this question and everyone's going to – there are a lot of varying answers, but who would be your second favourite for the railway right now? Forget the market. Who would be your second favourite? Uh, the fact you've had to pause tells you a story straight away, doesn't it? Yeah. I think there's the more will be revealed after the uh, yes. year on Saturday. Yeah. But at the moment, I still think Red Cam Man is tracking in a really good direction. Up on top of the speed, inspirational girl, if she draws – wide is going to be backish and it's going to have to make up a lot of ground. Do you reckon there's any way in the world you tip against Inspirational Girl on the day? I know this is three weeks out. It's a it's a big call to us now. I think last last Saturday was the first time I've tipped against her and mm. she uh, in she her career a, she, she, she got up. So. A pattern where they absolutely walked. Um, has Too Close to Sun been a late nom yet? Because it was it wasn't even, in. They've got a nom. Yeah. Got, on that run, you've got a nom. It's, it's a weak railway. I was talking to Lockie on Saturday and we were talking uh, – Tuesday, sorry, and we were saying – there's a chance it might not even be a capacity field. Mm-hmm. And if it is a capacity field, I did the I did my field last night and did a price and it's basically deciding whether to go again at the four bucks, which is does sound madness, but I'm I'm convinced at best she starts two dollars twenty type thing on so, the day. So is anyone is anyone coming other than Galo Chop? Do you not, know? No, no, I don't don't believe so. Kementari you might step up to the railway rather than going back to the winter bottom. Um, we've just heard, actually, it's just come through minutes ago that we well, we've seen a minutes ago that Claire Boyntz, um, in pretty big news, is out of the uh, the carnival. So that might uh, swing them to, to considering going to the winter bottom with Kementari potentially, because mm. Kementari will carry top weight in a railway. Yeah, will carry yeah, top we, weight in a while. I saw it's, that he was rated one one ten. Yeah, it would, it would probably be 
probably be good for the race if he was weighted, I think, because that would mean make it a – he would get 58. It's a 98 plus. So it would, no, it would Roughly be, it would be 100, 100 plus it would be. Uh, 53 minimum, railway? 53 right? minimum. 59, no, you think 58, 58 top, top weight? Top okay, weight, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I did my weights and, and whatnot last night and – yeah, I just, I just think it's really difficult to get inspirational girl much above two dollars twenty um, in the run. It profiles the winner. There'll be a more genuine tempo. The horse is out in front because you know you'll have a horse like Great Shot set in a reasonable tempo. So yeah, it just ticks ticks a few boxes for me. Sure does. Day, so yeah. uh, no, I'm happy. Long long story short, I'm I'm very happy, and it's the correct decision. One hundred percent, the correct decision. The Wizards coming 100%. home. One hundred percent. So Pikey has. Four rides today, VRC Oaks Day, his last day in his stint in Victoria. Uh, won't it be fitting if he wins the last? Pike in the last, he's riding the super exciting filly Written Beauty uh, down the straight, Flemington Straight, uh, this afternoon. So hopefully he can finish on a high note. I think Written Beauty is $1.95 at the moment. So he um, looks a very, very smart horse in mm. the making. Um, so, yeah, but um, Luke Curry was the – Man was the, I suppose he was in the right place at the right time, Terry. He picked up the ride on Arcadia Queen because Damien Lane couldn't get his uh, appeal against his suspension squashed or quashed. And uh, so Luke Curry has picked up the ride on Arcadia Queen and she'll fly the flag in the $2 million McKinnon on Saturday. And uh, Pikey will be heading home. So continuing that Ceresan White theme. Uh, I guess we just spoke about Inspirational Girl. She booked her place in the railway stakes with her. Fast finishing Asian Bow Stakes victory on Saturday. While Dan Morton, he took up, he really took up the fight to the Peters Investments uh, operation with his two star three year old filly Snickerdoodle Dandy and Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Gee, that's a mouthful. They finished, <laughs> they finished one two in the Burgess Queen on Saturday. So they look uh, quite outstanding, those two, don't they? Yeah, I think Kiss on All Four Cheeks was probably the more impressive of the two. I think Snickerdoodle Dandy had the sit on it and was entitled to get past late. The way the track was playing, that inside pad was quicksand. Not that Kiss on All Four Cheeks was in the inside pad, but it was probably just exposed a little bit earlier. So I think going forward to the Guineas, um, even going forward, and we're talking about how weak the railway stakes is going to be, um, going forward to the Kingston Town, this is a year where you want to be looking at horses like Snickerdoon or Kissing All Four Cheeks, Magical Dream. Pike will yeah. come back to ride Magical Dream from yeah. Jade. Um, even this there was weekend. A couple of, there was a couple of runs behind them, actually, that weren't too bad. Yeah, 100%. Salaya on that cold rail. Yeah, um, that was a huge run. That, that'll that be understated, that run, because the, she had the I nice Indigo Blue was pretty good. Indigo Blue was good. Yeah. Um, and then looking forward to what we've got on Saturday, and we'll just we'll touch on more of this later, but um, horses like Dom Deschute, I think some agencies have up over 60, 70 to 1 yeah, right. for the Kingston Town. So I think just little specs and whatnot, it, it's, it's just a really weak year. Um, where I think that the weighted three-year-olds have got to be a massive player in the race. You've got to remember Inspirational Girl will, if winning the railway, will still carry the 57 in the Kingston Town. So it's, it's a big difference going from um, your 53 to your 57 at weight for age. So interesting stuff. I think there could be some big prices around for the Kingston Town if you shop well. Okay. So we have to give a big shout-out to Apprentice Chloe as a party. She claimed her first Group 3 victory uh, aboard Vella Road for her boss, Simon A. Miller, in the Prince of Wales Stakes. See, that was a brave performance, wasn't it? it certainly was. Defied mm. a serious betting drift. So the money came. It was funny. We, we spoke about it um, briefly last week that um, Flower Award might have been the pick of Miller's runners with Brad Parnham going on for Chloe. It was hard to know. Brad Parnham's riding a lot for Simon at the moment, but Chloe's obviously um, 
I guess the stable jockey to some degree. So it was interesting to know in that sense. But uh, yeah, I think Valor Road was always well under the odds early. So a lot of times we we look at a drift and we think, oh, this has got three legs or, you know, we're trying to quantify why the drift is there. I think Valor Road from the barrier was just under the odds coming off a reasonably disappointing first up run. Yep. Um, and especially with a non-claiming apprentice on. So I think getting out to $11, 12 $13 late, whatever it was in the end, I think was probably just the, the true price. But uh, I thought it was a really nice steer. Didn't panic. Uh, I know I know they had to sit deep, but they were always likely to sit deep. And I think Clobby knew they were likely to sit deep. So I think the way she just kept um, the horse traveling smoothly and let, let him let down. Um, yeah, it was a super win and uh, it was good scenes after the race. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think I had a heart, but even I enjoyed him. And I, and I did my house in the race. So. Yeah, well, kudos to Simon A. He, he whacked the blinkers on, uh, got Road back up and firing. And also his significant faith in Chloe mm. um, paid dividends with that Group 3 victory on Saturday. Um, he puts her on a lot and she she delivered for him on the in the big one. So yep. congratulations to all involved. So Terry, I think it's time we move on to our preview for Listia Stakes Day. Yes, let's do it. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Listia Stakes Day. We are recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing podcast at 11.35am on Thursday, the 5th of November. Surprisingly, we have no racing this afternoon. Um, feel lost. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to have a meeting running alongside VRC Oaks Day. It's a big betting day, isn't it? Mm. Um, anyway, we'll just have to cool our jets, uh, wait for Saturday's nine race program at Ascot. Just have something on Joey Biden instead, maybe. Take, <laughs> take, take the big price about Donald Trump at the moment. So you talk about Betfair. That was fascinating Oof. watching no, all the markets last night. Big big chance of um, big chance of hitting the one billion dollar mark matched on that market. I think it's just short of nine hundred thousand at the time of recording. So uh, amazing stuff. And the swings, the swings well. were crazy. Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been tremendous this viewing hasn't it well i think biden touched five dollars at some stage yesterday Jeez. and then uh, i think when i went to bed very uh, late last night he was he was dollar 28 or something like that mm. so dollar 10 at the yeah, moment yeah. so the uh it was it was pretty wild following the coverage and trying to do form at the same time so apologies in advance i'm a bit jaded today but um that's american politics for, <laughs> for you um but as far as wa racing is concerned our weekend finishes up with York Cup Day in the Avon Valley on Saturday, on Sunday, rather. So if you're um, heading to York and you're looking for a feed on the way home, drop into the Mundaring Hotel, Terry. Yes, and make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition and uh, the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes, BJ. Okay, yeah, we're teaming up with Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, for a Group 1 meat package promotion. Spend $50 or more at Market City Meats. Send us a copy of your receipt on Twitter via direct message at the 1-1-Pod, and uh, you'll be in contention to win a magnificent meat pack valued over $200. The draw will be conducted to coincide with our Railway Stakes edition of the 1-1. So uh, the more times you spend over $50 at Market City Meats, the more opportunities you have to win. 
And when's it being drawn? Railway Stakes Week. Railway Stakes Or oh, the Railway week. Stakes edition of the 1-1. One, one. Okay, looking forward to that one. If you're fortunate enough to win one of the competitions as well, make sure you uh, support our sponsors. Tell your friends. Go and buy some more meat, but uh, make sure you're getting involved at uh, the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meats, who have been uh, – they're raising the bat with us. They are. Were they episode one? I think they're so. both episode one? Yeah. I'm pretty confident. confident. Yeah. So thank you to them for uh, all their support over the, uh, the previous year. Thank you very much, guys. So if you would like to read my pre-markets preview, the leg up, jump on to bestbets.com.au or the Ausrace website. The leg up has been out since 7 a.m. this morning, while two of the very best, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps, combined forces for the Wild West video preview, which is available on the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au. Later this afternoon, Terry, or... Friday morning. Friday morning. Make sure you get in nice and early because uh, there was one last week, wasn't there, that was uh, sort of backed off the map. So, uh, yeah, early bird. What does the early bird catch? Catches the worm. The worm. Mm. Mm. So, also, if you don't have Betfair's new mobile app, make sure you download it. It's uh, available for iOS and Android users. So, be sure to sharpen your edge with the latest from Betfair. Also, the one one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. All right, Terry, let's get cracking on Lestia Stakes Day at Ascot. Rail is out eight metres. The weather is a maximum of 30. Some easterly winds to start the day, but it could be swinging around while the mm. after or before race one kicks off. Anyway, it was interesting that we had um, a lot of rain earlier in the week and it was a soft seven at Ascot on Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it was. was rain affected for it sure. Was, it was interesting. I went back and uh, did some data. You know, I love my data. I did mm. some track buyers data. And um, when they race on the same pad uh, on a quick turnaround, it does usually mean that the uh, that pad is affected. It doesn't play as well, especially if some rain was around. So we did see that on Tuesday massively. That inside pad was cold as ice. Um, shouldn't be the same on Saturday. Uh, it's very interesting, this wind. I was just showing you the graph before. It's basically an easterly nonstop for about – four days straight and then at about one o'clock on saturday it swings around to a little uh, southwesterly so that was 10 a.m mm-hmm. it's now one o'clock so i'd keep monitoring that as we go because with it with it being 30 degrees on a fresh pad at eight meters uh, if there is an easterly in play i dare say you'd definitely want to be favoring those closer to it um but most of uh, i actually really like this as a betting card too mm-hmm. most of my actions probably um later in the day or from sort of race three four onwards so by that stage of the day should be nice and fair we should have an idea and um monitor always monitor vj so we've got a fine day today fine day tomorrow Mm -hmm. a warm day on saturday so the track should be cherry ripe for a good four and to be playing really fairly um yep and uh yeah that's all all we can do here is uh base our just monitor the easterly yeah that's all so monitor the easterly while that's in play you really want to give those uh closer to the speed a uh Definitely have them a lot more prominent in your market than you otherwise would. Okay, so race one, the Crossman Memorial Plate over 1,100 metres for the three-year-old has been turned completely upside down. Again? Again. I think this is, this is the third week in a row. Mm-hmm. Clairvoyance was taken out this morning. I missed the early um, local markets, mm-hmm. Brad Bet. Was, was, no. Did she have a price? Or did no, she, no, I don't think she ever had a price. Yep. Um, no, she didn't. I would have seen it 30 seconds after opening at the latest. So. Yep. No, so she, she didn't was, have a price. She was taken out prior to Yeah, she must have been. Well, I, to be honest with you, PJ, I've uh, seen her in this race. I've just sort of 
shouldered arms and yep. let, let this one go to some degree. Um, really disappointing for connection, disappointing for Trav Murray. Had a beer with Trav yesterday. They were, he was very, very bullish. He was definitely running this Saturday. So, um, yeah, disappointing for connections, but horses' welfare has got to come first. And I think Clairvoyance is a big picture horse as well. So let's hope they can get her fit and healthy and um, – I'm sure we'll see her again next year and uh, having a crack at some big races, maybe not just in Perth, but over East as well. Absolutely. She has extreme talent. She certainly does. <clears throat> she certainly does. But uh, in this this race, I'm pretty happy to stay out here, BJ. We're currently looking at Sassy Trader as your $2.50, 60 favourite. Let me yeah, just. Yeah, $2.30 now. $2.30 favourite. Well, for a horse, I mean, I know it was scratched a week ago with a future non, but it was also scratched the week before. I, you just sort of worry exactly what's going on. Last week was a really nice setup for it, so it didn't make sense that you'd sort of rub it out of that race I, I wouldn't have thought so uh just monitor what's going on with uh with sassy trader there but um look as i said i haven't done a deep dive here but i, I really liked american choices run um in the three-year-old classic behind clairvoyance beaten 4.2 then came out with cash or duran on board it's uh at northern on a, a really hot railed northern and uh while she only did just get the job done. Um, the horse she chased down a beat was New, New Hat, who I don't think goes too badly at all. So, um, look, put pressed for a bet with 54 and a half back to Ascot, where Simon Millers do their best work at around the $5 mark. That would probably be me, but um, I'm going to stay up. Okay. I've been left with Sassy Trader by default in, in my leg up selections. Uh, however, after reviewing quickly reviewing the race post the clairvoyant scratching mm-hmm. i think i think you're right i think it's a race between the miller two american choice and time scale time scale's huge last time yeah time scale was was a massive run at ascot uh, midweek on october 28 just got a long long way out of her ground and some of her late splits were among the best of the day perhaps the best of the day they were the best the best of the day yep. uh thought her northern Maiden win was was good, and uh, Brad Parnamon from a low draw. I'm assuming shock result comes across to lead now with perhaps Alpha and Omega or Kicker Goldson coming across to sit outside leader. Timescale should get a nice smother. Um, mate, do you think they'll want to lead? Timescale? No, they, they won't have the speed to it if they want to. I don't think. Okay, leader's back. So yeah. for me, it's a you know I think. I think Sassy Trade is probably. Uh, I will. I Thin. believe she's. Uh, uh, he is under the odds. So for me, it looks like um, American Choice is about four eighty at the moment, and Time Scale is about six dollars. I think. I think one it's of one, one of those one of those two is going to win. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Mm. I concur with the Easterly in play, though. I'm just a little bit more um, circumspect about backing horses that we think are going to take a little sit. But um, yeah, Sassy Trader. I can understand you thinking that might be a filly. Sassy, yes, a word you'd associate with a male horse, is it? But um, I, uh, yeah, American Choice timescale. They look the two, but uh, I reckon I'm going to I'm going to stay out early on. Yeah, sounds like a good idea just to have a look. Chrissy at- Parnham's also he's probably been the the big loser from the continual clairvoyance scratchings because I think he's missed good rides in because uh, he'd probably be on time scale again there. So he's missed good rides um, in all the races she's come out of late. So um, yeah, bit stiff for Chris. Bit stiff for Chris. Yeah, I'm, me and me and Chrissy aren't on the same page at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Is that the Bob Peters pair earlier at uh, Ascot on Tuesday? First two races at Ascot mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Uh, knocked, knocked me off on one midweek the week before. He rode Calaroo, was a bit stiff on Calaroo mm. uh, the weekend before last. So it would be nice just to get in sync with Chrissy again. So hopefully we can we can start on Saturday. But, I reckon um, he's going to ride a few, so yeah. against the day too. 
I reckon I reckon you're right there too, mate. So race two is the tab touch. Better your bet plate, 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties for the two-year-olds. Mm, what's uh, – I'm not a – you're the resident two-year-old expert, so I'll, uh, I'll let you uh, take charge here. But uh, it does look a race where I think there's a lot of debutantes who can make an impact, BJ. Yeah, I'm with I'm with the, uh, the debutantes. I think they've got a bit of an edge on the uh, raced brigade. First and foremost, I think Liwa is the um, standout on-top selection for me. Uh, How do you pronounce the size name? Uh, the dam's name, sorry. Actually, you can go with both. Yeah, wow. It's a bug. It's a bug. Now, the dam was a $1 million yearling back mm. in the day. Yeah, so, right. uh, pedigree's there. And I believe the stallion you is- You got 50% of it? Or? <laughs> I believe the stallion is a half-brother to Sepoy. So, there's a, there's some good bloodlines in there. But Simon A. Miller with a two-year-old filly, unbeaten at trials. Jeez, it moves like a really, really nice horse. Nice and balanced. You know, just a lot of the- Because um, Natasha Faith was doing a lot of the trial riding for Simon Miller. A lot of them are winning. Um, and they're winning well, their trials. They're not necessarily performing as well as their trials, I've noticed a bit. It's quite, quite interesting whether- she might just be a really good trial rider, or is she? Well, has she got a really very, light weight. She's very light. Yeah, okay. So mm. I think it's twofold. I think there's the lightweight, but also she's a track weight rider for yeah. for Simon A. And um, I think he likes to give his to keep that connection with trials um, to with who whoever yep. rides him in work rides him in trials, and um, and I think it's a double positive as well because she's light keeps the weight off their back at trials but just can fit. embellish some of the trials though, correct yeah. correct but this this filly does look the goods uh it's got class written all over her from gate two if chris parnham can get her to step which i don't think will be a problem i reckon she'll hold up in front lead rail win lucky in the west is uh first starter from the david harrison yard the blinkers went on at his second trial and GC's sharpened up really nicely underneath Paul just, Harvey. Yeah, what do you think about those trials where they're belt? I don't see I don't find those trials as impressive as you. Mm-hmm. Like I, he, they're belted out in a trial to run fifty seven ninety one at nine fifty. I yeah, it was a nice enough trial, don't get me wrong, but I the trials where they're really, really belted out aren't the ones which um Sort of catch my eye. Yeah, well, I've, I've got a lot of time for the horse that uh, Lucky in the West beat in its trial, which was Hear Me Sing, mm-hmm. um, full full brother to Watch Me Dance. Hear Me Sing ran second to Lucky in the West in in his first trial, and he came out and won quite impressively at his second trial at Belmont on October 26. But Lucky in the West is just going to is, they've obviously they got blinkers on on debut, sign of intent. I think they're going to attack with Paul Harvey in the saddle and try and serve it up to Lewa. And those two are probably going to uh, fight it out. The best of the race brigade is uh, Lucky in the West stable mate, Galaxy Cat, mm-hmm. a half sister to Jericho Missile. Jumps from four, is going to get the right run in transit. Just just gunned down by Fatal Femme late on debut last start. But pretty confident here. I think Lewa bounces. Holds the lead and rails and wins on debut. Very good. What is what is the market done here, Terry? Kept pretty steady. Not yep. much has uh, not much has happened at this stage. It's a, it's a really uh, it's a, it's a race where you got to be in the not in the know to some degree, but I think uh, confidence around the camps usually tell a big story in this sense. So, Lee, well, just what you've said there is the one you will expect to be heavily supported. Yeah, um, yep. on, on what's there. But so I'm going to have something small, just in a little speck on a man who just continually gets him to go from the 400 meter little jump outs to a big run first up. I really like the last 400 meter. 
control of um, Sockoff when Sock the blinkers off. when the blinkers went on. So um, ran some sub twenty four for that four hundred, and Brad took a bit of a hold late. So something near ten bucks each way. Uh, I've got no idea what that market will do. That could start twenties. It could start fives. I have literally zero idea. Um, but I'll happily have something small each way on Dion Luciani. Back him in again. He's quickly becoming one of the kings of the kids. He is. Yeah, those four hundred meter trials there. They always start a price. Too. They're tricky, tricky little setup. Mm. But he uh, he's, he's got, mastered them. Yeah, he has mastered them. Mm. Um, yeah, for me, Liwa on top, and I'm expecting uh, Himi Singh, really nice horse of the making, expecting him to race well on debut for the Steve Wolf Yard as well. Very, very good. All right, race three. We can start to get a little bit more serious now um, with the with the day's racing. One thirty nine p.m. So uh, check your check your windsocks. Go out the front if you. I direct a little windsock um, in in preparation for the day um, in case you don't trust what you you read on the world wide web. Um, by this stage of the day, I, I reckon we might be seeing. Oh, I still think it might be a little easily, but over the 2200, it can be a bit, a little bit less prominent and a little bit less important, I guess, in that sense. Um, 2200 meter race. There's a few different aspects to this. Um, important, important to note. Sorry, yes, but in Terry, come right back. Do you want to tell the listeners about come right back? Oh yeah, come right back's dual nommed um, for the York Cup on Sunday as well. Jockey named, uh, so big chance come right back might come out. Uh, I think it's actually a pretty good setup for come right back here to be honest with you not that the inside alley suits a horse you probably want off and rolling early um but yeah it could could run either at the two days maybe back him up in the 24 hours acceptances are out joseph as a party has been named yep. in the york cup on sunday good hauley ride at the 50 54.5 could two. he ride at the 54 and a half no no he no. couldn't could he so no. that's that might explain that but he didn't say that hauley won last start with a, an absolute peach of a ride so yeah they, they could go either of the two ways they're probably just going to assess the fields the york cup's actually a better race and deeper than this um I, I think so. And Luke was declaring gangbuster to me all day on, on Tuesday. I don't think it can win, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't surprise me. I still think they might go this way with come right back. But okay. anyway, just, just note that and note that anything you're betting into, if it does get scratched, you're going to lose sort of 18, 20% of your money. So, sure. Well, from a map perspective, at least, we'll, we'll go that way first. Aragame uh, is your likely leader, BJ. How did you how did you map this race? It was um, There is a real lack of speed here. Yes, very much so. I struggled to find a leader, mm. uh, no natural leader. Mm-hmm. I just- Aragame is a natural leader. Just, they, they need to understand this horse is so much better ridden aggressively and ridden forward. I, I don't know if they will attempt to do so, but um, that's that's what I'd be sort of really well, pushing. Well, if come right back comes out, then they might not. It might just land there by default. Potentially, so, yep. Um, Hasn't been jumping super though. Who? Uh, come right back. Oh, sorry. I, I was thinking to come right back might boot up and try and lead this field, yep. uh, especially if it's a slow tempo. You wouldn't want to be cluttered up. I'd but wanna, I'd I think Aragame might just land in front by default. They've been really positive with Maserati lately, so I'm assuming they're yep. going to go forward again. He's really rock-hard fit. I got him breezing. Um, he, can, he can work across t- to breeze and still run a, run a race from there. But other than that, is there a surprise leader that we haven't considered? Yes. Okay. I think there might be. We actually haven't even discussed this. Good segue, though. All oh, right. Was a little, look how well we're working together. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this 49 times before. Um, I think I don't know if it's a surprise leader, but um, look for more aggression with the cat ratcher. Mm. A couple of starts ago, they announced that they were going to ride um, the cat ratcher forward. Christy Bennett went on, didn't jump. They had to go back. Um, it was never in the race. The only time the cat ratcher has really gone forward recently was over 2200. Uh, Last campaign, I haven't got the run in front of me, but it was the only horse on speed to really box on and fight on, and, and it was really quite tough. Um, so the Cat Ratchers one, I'm expecting we might see a little bit more aggression from. Um, 
the way I've marked this race, I, I'm taking on Treasured Crown. Um, it might be to my detriment taking on an up-and-coming Can I ask Bob. why? Uh, it beats uh, Reviews in a race <laughs> where uh, that was a poor race. Shawadi Wadi's run third. I know that the margin of... Uh, victory was there, but if you go back to the prior runs, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was that much in it really. I'm, I'm just not a big. I don't think this is one of uh, Bob's best or anywhere near it. I think this that class one to this sixty plus is a massive step up. I thought Lactar was brought at ten out of ten that day. He did. Um, look, I'm. You're always. You're always brave taking on a Bob Peters. Uh, as I said, an up and coming potential stayer. But uh, look at three dollars. What price are you currently? Three thirty. Three thirty. Yes. Yeah, so I've marked Treasure Crown uh, ten bucks, which I knew was going to be way over the odds. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm just having a look. Your little thing here, BJ. We got down as your best of the day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was about here to we, chime in. That's why. Yeah, I've just I noticed because I, I purposely avoid your tips on um, on best bets, which also come up on sports bet. Yeah. We don't want to discuss anymore. <laughs> um, and I uh, purposely avoid that little part of it because I don't want to know what you're on until we uh, till we actually discuss it on here. But there you go. He's actually got it listed as his best of the day. Oh, cross. We're gonna butt heads here. But no, I'm just. It's just one I'm happy taking on. Uh, first look at the journey as well. Harder race. Um, British Bessie was great behind Truly Great last week. I marked British Bessie That was a really fast race too, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was and cleared out from third um, yep. as well. So a lot of people have Truly Great as their early elect for the Perth Cup. The Perth Cup's looking exciting this year, by the way. Mm. Like, the last couple of years haven't really enthused too much. But, I mean, you're talking Nerf Bosk, Too Close to Sun, Truly Great, Taxigano, uh, maybe True Attraction. Um, I think it look, it's looking an exciting Perth Cup. Plays anyway, the game. I digress. Plays the game. Yeah, that wasn't one of the ones I was going to list, but there you go. Um, I'm, I'm willing to take a few on here. So Treasure Crown, playing Marika, I don't think gets the journey. In saying that, I didn't think playing Marika would get 16 or 18. I'll tell you so. what, though. That was career best the other day. That, that was that was incredible was, stuff from playing that's Marika. That's level, yeah. I was nowhere near that. It was <laughs> quite incredible stuff. Um, yeah, I've, I've marked <sighs> British Bessie 380, so 450 could just about be a bet. Not a horse I really want to chime into at that price. One of the green tag went up 11 bucks. I mean, it's it's pretty hard not to chime in when they got something like that, regardless if you like it or not. That was a lure. That was a that was, oh, a, that it was, was a lure, lure, wasn't it? Jeez, yeah. it was a jeez. How much can we get on? Which is very little. They're not yeah. they're not the bravest of agencies in that sense. Um, but <laughs> I've got to be careful what we say. Um, but the one we're going to have something on. I marked at twenty bucks. BJ is the cat ratcher. We're going to have something on. I think the cat ratcher's been stiff as uh, stiff as anything at. Um, well, the entire campaign, there's been little smatterings of money around as well. So it's actually owned by Mario Delina. I think he's got a, a reasonable share in um, in this bloke. It's a nine-year-old having start, 25. So it's uh, he did have, I think, two years off the scene. He did, yeah, a long time um, off the scene. Yeah. yeah, he did have a long time off the scene. But if you go through his runs very quickly, this campaign, first up, he was huge, smashed the line behind Phone Me over an unsuitable 1,400. Second up, he was backed. Um, I reckon like I took the early prices. I think he was... 10, 12 bucks into 440. Christy, that's the day they wanted to go forward. Christy Bennett missed it. Um, the leader, Zippy Lips, won, let him won that day. Yep. Um, flashed through late over the 1700. Really nice run. Christy went on again, got held up late, was beaten a long, long way, but the horse was never in the race um, at a funny old northern track. So he looked like he was going super. Um, the last 100 metres when she, when she was held up. And then, again, um, a 10 days ago behind Come Right Back from Barrier 2, Jason Whiting ended up about three back the fence, which wasn't horrible, um, but it was – who stopped on him? Yeah, the horse went through the field and stopped on him in start, and it just escapes my name at the moment, that horse. Um, but he ended up back last and, again, was held up over the final 100 when really looked to be bolting. So look for a more aggressive ride here. I don't think a, a spot like the 1-1 is an impossibility, even going to the breeze. 
Look, this is rough and a lot's going to need to go right. But um, 50, $51 at the moment. Yeah, there's $51 around. So we're, um, we're pretty happy having something place heavy each way uh, on the cat rutcher here. BJ. Was it Hoodlum Thunder that came back? It in was Hoodlum Thunder, Thunder, yes. Thunder, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hoodlum Thunder stopped on him. So I think there's been there's been enough there have been enough positive signs this campaign to suggest that third goal to journey with a bit more luck with some aggression down to fifty four. I think it's a career low weight for a nine year old as well. Um, yeah, I think we can have something on. I'm, I'm not jumping out of my skin, but at fifty to one, we um, we can't go very wrong. You sounded we? like a Ian Lenton. That's an Ian Lenton pearl, wasn't it? Career low weight. Um, it does sound a bit yeah. oilish, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Mm. Uh, very good. Like were you uh, you got back into some uh, mad form last Saturday with Luke Scold, who maxed out at $41 at some stage, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, we, yes. didn't, uh, we so, didn't see that price late, did we? So no. I, uh, I'd actually saved half of my investment. Do you think, for, um, um, do you think the cat ratchet will be 51s into 10s? I'd be surprised. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if there's that type of money, but I also wouldn't be surprised if that's the best price because yeah. um, there has been some money around for this horse. And, um, Is Mario going to uh, Mario, Mario might, he might open the shoulders here and he might back himself. <laughs> there's a big chance that occurs, but uh, I'm always wary. Um, you often bet fair is obviously an amazing tool, and um, a horse that's around that fifty dollar. I'll actually tell you one from from Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I actually I wanted back a horse called See Your Champ on um, on Tuesday, and it was thirty five bucks. And I've actually said no, nah, I'm going to get more than that on bet fair. I reckon I'll see seventies, eighties, nineties. So I jumped on two minutes before jump when I usually do, um, and had a look. And it was, um, yeah, trading at nine, ten bucks. So couldn't actually back it. So I have found when I do like one at a price, they tend to start significantly shorter okay. uh, the majority of the time. So I'll be trying to get on again. We can't really get on at that price for anywhere not near what we would like to get on. But um, yeah, I don't think it'd be one that surely isn't backed off the map. Surely, 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 surely. Yeah, yeah you might be. Um, surely, I think. I think that's uh, he's going to be. I reckon it's going to start. 30 with a three in front of it. What do you think? You reckon? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, if I get fully set at the 50s and what's it, 11, 12 bucks a place? I think 12 bucks a hole is the best around. So, yeah, look, that's the way we'll go. But again, we're not um, not expecting miracles. Okay. I was really taken with the Treasured Crown victory, stepping up 1,800 metres third up at Ascot. Do you, on, want, do you want some of my 10 bucks too? You, <laughs> I'd love some. October 28, put some up on Betfair. <laughs> um, let me know when it goes up. Um, so uh, it, it was high pressure early in that race. They went very quick uh, for the, to, to the 800 metres and um, Treasure Crown was right on top of that speed with uh, Lactar Romoli riding very, very confidently, put the horse into, the, continue putting the horse into the race um, from the 600 to the, to the straight. And then when he uh, pressed the go button, he lengthened, beat some um, fairly average conveyances that's that's for sure however his the final 200 the way that he stretched out lowered and hit the line it was fierce uh treasured crown underneath lacta and um just he's a so you think he's out of a zabil mare bob peters bread like this horse has just got uh top stayer written all over him he comes back to 54.5 with clint johnston porter on board i imagine they're going to be patiently patiently handled from gate nine if he can get into a three wide line track up and be right on top of them on straightening he's just he's a he's got some strength this horse and i reckon he's just gonna mow him, mow him down late so i'm pretty keen treasured crown i think that he's just going to go from strength to strength this could be a this could be a horse on the rise this preparation i just prefer and we don't agree on everything as well mm. so this is um this will be an interesting watch won't it it will be and yeah like the market's got him um and of course if uh if come right back 
does happen to come out, he, um, the the price is going to be significantly yeah. impacted, isn't it? So, so it's going to be basically three bucks or two. I was three twenty treasured mm. crown, um, so um, it's going to be interesting to see what Adam Durant does with with come right back. But mm-hmm. um, might run him both days. That's pretty rare these days. Twenty four hours was the last horse. The Karen Kersey horse went to um, the Pinjarra Cup after running on the Saturday. Come on, help me out. That's very good. Mm. Um, oh. Tip my tongue. I think it won at 200 to 1 with Dan Stake on it one day. Really? I think it's the same horse, yeah. Not Lady Go Bello. Um, what horse was it? Leave it with me. Someone tweet us if they can uh, if they can think of the one I'm talking about. So Karen Kersley? I'm pretty sure it was Karen Kersley, yeah. Yeah. Backed it up 24 hours. Not Lommel? Was it no, Lommel? it wasn't Lommel. Mm. All right, leave it with us. Anyway, we better move on. Um, the yes. Cat Ratcher. Treasure way. Treasure Crown. For me. Head to head with yeah. the Guru. I like it. Head to head, the Cat Ratcher Treasure <laughs> Crown. <laughs> For a steak sandwich, you're on. Bob versus, Bob versus Mario. Bob versus Mario. I'm backing in Mario. I think he's told me he hasn't had a winner since January. He's got a few horses. So let's. Uh, this would be a nice one to get up for uh, for Mr. Delina. Anyway, race four. Um, we're now talking 2.25 p.m. So the further we go from here, the more chance we'd be looking at a little westerly, mm-hmm. uh, a fairer track, I would suspect. Uh, over the mile, um, Interesting race, a bit of a, a forgiveness race or a continue to sack race for a couple of these horses here, BJ. Um, we have uh, speed map wise, Sophie Song looks your only leader. Yeah. Here, I would suggest. Really interesting. Looks a, um, looks a good lead for Sophie Song too. Certainly it? does. Good mm. use of the claim as well. Chloe carries her catch weight, which is a 53 kilos. Taking away Sophie Song because it led first up, she led first up, sorry, over the um, 1,400 at Belmont. I think that was just a hit-out run, getting her ready for the Ascot season. Taking that away, data-wise, her, her figures um, from her previous three times that she's found the fence and led, because she isn't the, the quickest horse, so it's yep. not easy to find the fence and lead. She doesn't often get a map like this. Um, they're actually her three best runs, figure-wise. So um, expect for her expect her to be in front for a long while. If the Eastley's still in play at that $11, $12, $13, which is currently around... She's been pretty hard to um, ignore as an each way betting opportunity for me, um, but I'm I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive um, Western Pride. I do think Western Pride might be a horse that has a few little issues. It's, tru- um, it's troubled, isn't it? I think it might be troubled, so mm. maybe that's why I like it. I can see herself in her. Um, she's holding up a mirror to you. <laughs> but she was she was good, um, fresh on the nineteenth of September. She'd had a few months off. First up, fourteen hundred. Couldn't get past Patristic, which disappointed me a little bit. But we saw Inspirational Girl off a similar break, not being able to get past Western Pride as well. And we all were talking about Inspirational Girl winning a, a Group One um, in a couple of weeks. Then had another month off. Scratched in the in the midst of that. Then had another month off. Didn't really turn up for Lacto. It was always going to be a stiff ride. I think it, I think she was three or four bucks out to about ten dollars late on the exchange. Got Al- back almost in another track. race, really, wasn't well, she? Well, yeah. still didn't hit the line as you'd nah. like to see um, late on. But I'm willing to forgive that. The fact there's a 14 days here between runs up to the mile. Chris Parnham, 54 kilos, nice gait. I've got her cuddled up, three back the fence, and um, look, I, I'm willing to give her another chance. I was more so willing to give her a chance at the 550, which was around everywhere. For a long while, four dollars eighty-four. Yeah, mm. I, so I've marked her. I think I marked her three bucks, which I knew was probably a tick, a touch thin. Um, yeah, not as bullish about the four. Oh, as a bit of the, four, the bit of four forty. Yeah, but, but what the market does as well, we don't really know. Naughty by nature was one I was super keen on last start. Don't know whether that inside pad played that well that day. No. Expecting, um, expecting her to improve, maybe with a sort of a, a moving line and getting wide and allowing to let down properly with the fifty-four. 
Again, um, the one that's come up massively over my price, OBJ, and it's probably, I mean, at the moment looking at the markets, it's a day where I'm, I'm on a few per race, to be honest, with the way the markets are sort of wobbling around. Oh, the price is short and I haven't backed it yet. I'm, that's just a little moment of frustration. <laughs> that's you know how I said to you I'm going to back a few of these later when we finish mm. the podcast. Jeez, what's well, $51 at best? Um, he's read a little, my, the old, my old mate, Red Publisher. Mm. Um, I thought Red Publisher had been really good this campaign. There was a bit of a whisper around last start that um, Ashley Maley uh, had him ready to go and um, he was good. He was stiff when held up for a fair portion, probably a better run than um, than Western Pride and, and not far off the run of Naughty by Nature. Real little eye catcher, wasn't it? Red yeah, it certainly yeah. was. So And um, and the previous start was actually a really nice run when Lisa Staples got caught deep from a wide gate behind Truly Great too. Yep. So don't know whether the nine-year-old has got the capabilities to knock off uh, Western Pride, Naughty by Nature, and the horses getting the softer runs like that, Tollmans and whatnot. But um, look, I think, yeah, that 51s and what was it? 50, 40, 50 to 1. I saw a, a big enough price earlier. It was worth uh, having something on. I've marked him, I've got him 1 1. I've marked him 16 bucks. So we'll monitor that and we might be able to have something on there, BJ. Yeah, all right. I'm practicing forgiveness also, Terry. Naughty by Nature, uh, again, for me. We were both keen on her first up and second up. First up, when allowed to just flop out with for Clint Johnston Porter, did uh, was just cuddled up and was breathing fire with nowhere to go over twelve hundred meters. I think gate two was a bit of a poison chalice the other day. Um, just had to was a bit slow away. CJP just had to niggle, niggle, niggle just to kick up and hold a spot so she didn't end up last on the fence. Um, was a pretty fast race, um, very very high rating race, and I think just that niggle, 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 uh, keeping her within striking distance in the uh, early and mid race just took took away some of her punch late. Um, and and I agree with Terry. I don't necessarily think that that was the the uh, the best position. Put it that way the best position to be on that particular day hard up on on the rail so dropping in weight back to 54 rising to the mile third up uh, with a bit more of a patient steer this this won't be run at breakneck speed i think sophie song leads but i don't think she's gonna that particular horse is going to cop any pressure which is going to create tempo so i think this could end up suiting this could be a race shape that really suits naughty by nature if we can get cover um just a touch worse than midfield like terry said she can she can improve into the race three and four wide peel and let down especially if they're letting down down the middle of that middle section of the straight mm -hmm. that could this could be a naughty by nature setup for me you see, uh, you see a race where Bogart's favourite, and you think straight away, you, your ears prick up, don't they? And think, yeah. Well, we better, we better find something to uh, to get this beaten, especially when Chris Parnell would have had the choice of the two, and they would have put him on the the pick of the pick of Peters. I'd suggest. You think so? Absolutely. So, this is the, the race for Naughty by Nature for me. The I think the biggest danger is Tollman. His first up run was significant. He was tracking along, plotting a path, and then just had to sort of jag and shift outwards, and ended up sort of getting speared in a way, uh, balanced up, uh, savage the line, as they say, savage the line, tall man. Randy Savage yep. the line. I th and, and I think he drew, I think ten. he jumped from 10 last yep. start, yes. So from four, he has um, he has the capabilities of holding a forward mid running position, especially with the the the, uh, the lack of tempo, which I mentioned before. He's going to be right there, kept off the fence by Troy Chan. I really like Tollman as a horse. I, mean, I reckon he's going to win a heap of races. So Second up mile, maybe one short. Perhaps. One run perhaps. away, maybe. Could, could be Tollman. That's hit, nice, though. Tollman hitting the front, naughty by nature, sort of swooping late. But Western the, pride. Yeah, really. they're the two for me. Keen, naughty by nature, and I think Tollman 
Brown is a genuine winning chance also. Yeah, very good. So I, uh, it's funny, I'm trying to trying to tip above my prices and whatnot and they've all sort of touched above my – I mean, I've got Sophie's song $7.70. Mm. So it's currently $14, $15. So that's easy. My bet I got I was, Red Publisher $16. Yeah, I was $9 Sophie's song. Yeah, yeah. so they're, it's, it's Sophie's song's a bet. I'm going to hold for now and um, if that easily is still in play, that'll become a, uh, a whack. But again, I've got Western Pride 3 bucks, so the – the um the the five fifty earlier was an easy bet. Naughty by nature five fifty second favourite, so I'm sort of with you there. And again, that was more than that available earlier. So yeah, I'm going to end up backing basically every horse in every race. <laughs> I think at some point today. So, yeah. You're just going to green book this race. Aren't well, you? well, that's the, again. So I mentioned Bogart at three dollars sixty. I got Bogart at eleven dollars. Mm-hmm. That might be a touch long, perhaps. Um, I was nine dollars. Bogart. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that. So straight away means there's there's plenty of other betting opportunities. And geez, it can become very expensive if uh, if um, a horse like a uh, bad wolf finishes over the top of my something, then I, uh, yeah, then we go back to the drawing board. But um, no, good race. Let's see how Western Pride and Naughty by Nature go. They're two horses in on the 54 kilos, better gates. That uh, I think if either of them put their best foot forward, they should be really impacting the finish. Okay. All right, BJ, it's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Let me get my pen. That's right, Terry. The Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, if you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. He uh, he might buy you a beer because he had a big fill-up at uh, Northam last Thursday, he, Guru. So what, if, do you have, what do you have to fill up uh, on? Uh, you'll have to work that out for yourself. But he filled his boots and he's uh, he's got a real spring in his step at the moment, does Butchie O'Connor. Honor. So, like so get him to shout your frothy, or uh, and then you can go there for a feed, flutter, frothy, your choice. But um, but yeah, drop into the Mundaring, especially if you're heading to and from York York Cup Day on Sunday. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner Matt Price. A $100 gift voucher is in the mail, and um, hopefully you can head up there with a few of your mates and uh, and have a good time there at the Mundaring. They're building a new deck, Butchies. Big deck, mm-hmm. so um, we'll, big deck. Yeah, we'll have to send some uh, photos out on our Twitter feed. It's uh, it's looking a million dollars up there at the Mundaring, just in time for summer. So, to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Pen and papers at the ready. Ready. In the last four runnings, mm. Gatting is the only non-Peters Investments Lestia Stakes winner. Tell me. Who rode him to victory in 2018? Yeah, got it. Question number two. A bit of a trick question, this. Mm-hmm. Who trained Lucky? Price that day too. Getting? Getting, yep. Mm. The, the giant killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question two. Who trained Lucky Gray when he claimed the 2012 Listia Stakes? This is easy, come on, BJ. Was Lucky Day one of you, Lucky Gray one of your faves? Yeah, yeah. Early doors. Early, early doors. Early, yeah. yeah, yeah. More so when he ran. Uh, did Lucky Gray run second to Mister Malay that year? Yes. More so that year because we had the early two hundreds about Mister Malay for oh, the So incredible. More so that he didn't actually get there. Okay. Question number three: Where did War Saint finish in last year's Faritha Stakes before going on to win the WA Guineas? Yeah, on a leader bias day when they went about 400 lengths below benchmark and Dig Deep started favourite. <laughs> Written by. Uh, what was the question? Sorry, I was just, I got angry. Where did War Saint finish in last year's Faritha Stakes before going on to win the WA Guineas? The Faritha was actually won by a Red Can Man. Mm-hmm. 
Jericho Missile, they sat down and fought it out. Dig Date run thirds, so you know, it's not top three. Mm. Just giving too much away, haven't I? Uh, two out of three. The last one's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but, I guess so. Not yeah. <laughs> but um, you, yes, very good. Mm. Gat, you know, Gatting, when he won that year, mm. that was the first time Enticing Star had been beaten. Oh, that's right. First yep. girl at 1,400, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think she was found to be in season or something like that. Yeah. And then she freshened yeah. up and uh, raced. Her next start was in the winter bottom where she ran second to that oh, horse of Darren Weir's. What was that? Damien Oliver, right? Yeah, I forget mm. its name. But, yes, so that was uh, that was a bit of an upset there in the mm. 2018 Lestia Stakes. Um, so that is the Mundaring Hotel mas- Racing Mastermind for this week. Send your entries in direct message at the 1-1 pod and you can be in contention for that $100 gift voucher, Guru. Very good. Okay, race five, 304. I keep mentioning the times just because we really it's important wind-wise. Um, oh, yes, wind really. There was a little bit of wind yesterday after uh, after a long day on Tuesday as well. Um, 3.04 p.m. This one is. There you go. Um, <laughs> that one, got to be shot. <laughs> Uh, 3.04 p.m. I, I think we might, um, I think by this stage of the day, the Westerly should be in play. Nice even day. Nice uh, nice fair race here. Um, from a map point of view, it was very interesting to see. I know the tactical announcement came out. Jeez, the money came. Oh. The notorious one. And um, just when, did, when did the announcement the come out? Uh, it was sometime in the morning. It was in the morning. Okay. Yeah. They were going to try to ride it so this forward. So this was a notorious one. Yeah. <clears throat> this is notorious one. Yeah. They often announce that they're trying to ride horses forward. Or- they're pretty good, the game, Jamie's actually. They, yeah, but I mean, he's yeah. never, uh, in all fairness, He's never looked like he could jump, has he? I thought he showed speed in a trial once, yeah, but I could once, be maybe. I could be mistaken. Yeah, yeah. but um, they did say he'd worked better during the week. There was that little gear change, the one-eyed blinker, I think. One-eyed on winker. On. One-eyed winker. Yeah. That's right. We discussed that last route. Yeah. Last week. Um, but, yeah, different horse um, when doing so. It was going to be super hard to beat from the breeze. After Jockey that change as well. Sean McGrady, one of, yep. his, one of his strengths is getting him out of the machine. Okay. So that was, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, we do need to query though. That mean that the horse that's run second. I remember, remember <laughs> me telling you on the podcast last week. Only one horse can't win the race. Yeah. When it loomed, I thought you're kidding. Like, this it is it a, was this huge. Will be slightly embarrassing at a couple hundred to one. Oh, well, one thing I'll say is Danny Morton is no fool, and he no. wouldn't be putting a horse in a race he didn't think it was some chance in. Yeah. So they've obviously got a pretty big opinion, and that's actually received quite big support in a couple of its maiden starts as well. It has, yeah. Ever, so, yeah. Um, but Jag the Joker's run third. Not a deep form reference in that sense, but um, you can only beat what's in front of you, and uh, he. He did so well. He's on the one week back up, up to the eighteen hundred meters at start number five. I don't know what, what, yeah. what price is notorious one at the moment, BJ. Because I'm going to have to take him on again here. Uh, Two dollars fifteen. Two forty five. Yeah, local. So, okay, so it's just a horse you've got to. I've got to have to take on. We're going to see. Um, we're going to see a horse by the name of Saucy Jack um, try and spear across from Barrier Nine. If he can get in cross, if, if Notorious One doesn't jump as well, and he gets in cross, and I don't think Notorious One's a horse that's going to really appreciate being cluttered away on a fence. That does occur. There's every chance Notorious One holds up here and leads the race. Um, but just a horse with a few issues. First go eighteen hundred. Um, we'll just look to take him on at the short price. Not definitely not a major knock on the horse who's got a, a stack of talent. So are you heading down the Saucy Jack path? No. Oh, okay. I was just going to. I was just going to mention that he is. He's another one who was accepted in the York Cup on Sunday. Okay. Yep. Jockey named. Jockey named Ryan Hill. Right. Well, that changes things yep. a little bit then, actually, because uh, there probably isn't a huge amount of uh, alternate speed there. What else would land in the breeze here? I thought they might go forward with Cuban Twist. Oh, they might try. Or, reckon, or Alimentaria. I, I reckon yeah. they'd love to go forward with Cuban Twist, but Cuban Twist has missed the kick at about its slow. It just can't get out the gates. Yeah. Um, 
It was super last start when settling back. But, geez, if they can get out the gates and land breeze, it's the one I'd want to be on. But yeah. I just can't try. Once a horse starts missing it, it tends to – so it tends to become a bit of a uh, a bit of a pattern and a, a trend, a, mm. a bit of a fad. What about Elementaria? Yeah, I think Elementaria is a better horse um, uh, with just a little bit of cover. Yeah, uh, it's actually the way I'm going here, BJ. Really? Yeah, it is the way I'm going. It's the one that's come up above the price. Um, well, I'm going. There's, we're going to have a double play here, but um, I've I think Elementaria well, it was a nice trial. First up, fifteen hundred. Uh, did all the work to get to the breeze outside Tycoon Storm. Thought it was tough that day. Oh, it was um, a big run. They they ran very fast early in that race. They did, yeah. and the horse that led was Peppy Jack, and it was uh, it was a better run than Peppy Jack, who's going really well at the moment. So you can sometimes just get a line between the two leaders and how they sort of finish off next to each other. Uh, Chrissy Graham rode again on the twenty eighth of October, and, and it's no secret horses aren't going very well for Chris Graham. Like there's a natural, I naturally will give horses a length or two um, when they are flicking jockeys at the moment um went forward again they didn't go as hard this day but it was a day where everything that led or breezed was um was was absolutely shot it was a um, day for cover wasn't it it was a massive day for cover so i was willing to to forgive there i i had elementary coming across and just about getting the one one here so the, the scratching of um saucy jack has thrown me a little well the likely scratching i should say sorry of saucy jack has uh probably doesn't work um for me as well if it does possible end up possible scratching possible scratching yeah. exactly right but um look i think elementary is a horse with a fair bit of ability um and one on the rise uh third up at the 1800 meters looks suitable again i haven't marked him um i haven't marked her sorry super short here i've got her 13 dollars. so the 35s and eight bucks a place is a an easy little each way bet for me a little spec for me but um the one i think can run a big race here bj um, is a horse who is absolutely savaging the line, has come back a far better conveyance than he was last campaign, and that's Midnight Blue. Yeah. Um, he's just he's just real, real noticeable final 100 metres in every race, isn't it? I think he actually has the gate speed to use Barrier 5 as well, potentially only being about sixth here. Um, the worry is Lactar, and he's a bit... He's a bit too patient sometimes. And Midnight Blue, I think you'll find, is going to be an out-and-out stayer um, side by so you think. So I'd actually prefer a more of a sustained run on Midnight Blue than waiting till the 200 trying to find a gap and spear through. But look, I just think Midnight Blue um, has the draw to turn the tables on Notorious One here. So Midnight Blue is the main play and we're, we're going to have something on um, Elementaria at the, at the big price as well, BJ. Yes. That, uh, yeah, I think I'm in a bit of alignment there with you with Midnight Blue. I didn't read the play last week. I didn't even consider going. they'd go forward with Notorious One, but um, hats off to the Ganjimi camp. They nailed those tactics last Saturday. The money came and uh, the horse duly saluted. Interesting horse though, isn't he? He's got, he does, he's got some... Got some quirks, but he's a winner. Like he's won three from four. He's uh, he fended them off last week. He was there to be beaten. He fended them off, and it was a pretty good win. He's raw. He's uh, he's gaining experience with every start. Um, I had him on top, but um, a bit like what Terry was saying, I don't really feel as though the price is there for me. I was sort of thinking three dollars would be a good good price for Notorious One. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to bounce him out again. Shawnee McGrady's going to bounce him out again from gate one and be really, really positive. I'd like to see him try, if he can't lead, try and attempt to get off the fence, a bit like what Terry – I thought gate two was going to be a problem for him if he got smothered up last mm -hmm. Saturday, but they took that out of the equation by beginning so well, uh, being really aggressive early and ending up outside leader. So that was um, A1 – uh, tactical display on that occasion so i think notorious one's clearly the horse to beat the market agrees but too short for me 245 is the best available i was hoping to 
punt price to have a three in front of it. Mm. Uh, so therefore, I turned my attention to Midnight Blue, who um, I didn't really have that much between them. Midnight Blue and Notorious One. I thought that no, I've got them pretty tight. Too. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, so, um, yeah, from a betting point of view, Notor- uh, Midnight Blue is the um, is, price. Is the price? I was um, I was four fifty Midnight Blue. Four forty. Yeah. For yeah. Me. So another smarty has them at three sixty a pop. So uh, I think a few people are in alignment um, that uh, that Midnight Blue might be a big chance of uh, turning the tables here. It's not usually a very well supported horse, so Midnight Blue. But I think a lot of that comes from um, I think we saw last campaign that we didn't think it was going to be much of a just much of a horse. Just um, just a slow mature mm-hmm. this one slow burn yeah slow burn midnight blue a little bit like treasured crown earlier in the day yep. um the uh who just wins just much, much, <laughs> much anticipated race earlier in the day no but there's so you things and you know like for the pedigree buffs out there the so you think out of as a bill mayor you think that uh, this is a long-term play for peter's investments and, yep. and but yeah this third up 18 uh, 59 down three with Lacta from five. I think he's. I think what Terry said is right. He can hold up a more of a mid midfield running position. Mm-hmm. It's going to be if he gets gets galloping room and he's able to build momentum into the race. It's going to be strong late. So I could see him um, really challenging a Notorious One. Yeah. So for me, even though I've got Notorious One on top in the leg up, for me the play is Midnight Blue. I am with you, very much so there. And as I said, something smaller. Elementary in a race lacking um, much depth. Big watch on Cuban Twist. So, geez, you'd you'd love to see um, you'd love to see Dion get her out of the gates. Well, Jade get her out of the gates for Dion um, because I think Cuban Twist is a uh, a very very tough mare to get past if able to roll in front. What do you think they'll do with Deputano tactically before just we pop in just behind? Pop in behind him, yeah, not, not, right behind him. no, no ambitions to lead. Could do it. It's led him one quite well in the past. If, if it's playing majorly on pace, I don't think they'll be scared to do so. But yep. um, no, I think the way that it um, the way it won last start was probably the blueprint for, for this one too. So they'll just want to sit in the first four. I suggest blueprint for further success. We okay, love, we love blueprints. Yeah. All right. Mm. Race six, the Glenroy Chaff Handicap Special Conditions Graduation over the fourteen hundred meters. Now, there's not many people in the state who enjoy Geraldton racing quite like the guru, Terry Layton. Now, we've got a horse by the name of Invictus Domini. Quite the name, quite an impressive name for quite an impressive horse. This fellow has dominated, completely uh, obliterated his rivals in his first two runs back on the Crayfish Coast. Terry, tell the listeners all about Invictus Domini. We want to know, what's, what's your read on this horse? Well, returning, there was, returning to you for, well, for clarification. We didn't, here. We didn't let this out at the time too much, did we? But uh, there was a look. There was a smart, smart man. One of one of the podcast members who actually had something on nine plus links uh, at debut at two hundred to one. Not debut. First up this campaign. So um, it was actually you that messaged me because I told you about that, and I said, "Geez, I reckon it was seven and a half, eight, and you were the first one to let me know." So I carried on like a pork chop. For a while after that, but nine point seven. Nine point seven. It was. Um, yeah. What, what it was, price um, was the um, two hundred to one? Two hundred to one. Two hundred to one. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. Um, it was a. It was a. It was a dominant victory, uh, and obviously a dominant victory uh, second up as well. Um, it was better second up, I thought. Too. Yeah, it was better second yeah. up. Yeah, I had to actually beat a couple of. I mean, the form lines aren't you know 
line up. I don't think they're definitely not going to line up, but I don't think that matters too much. Like no. purely from a data perspective, um, this was I found this a really interesting race to to have a look at the numbers. Um, like Invictus Domini should be winning this by about four or five lengths um, purely on those numbers. But I mean, I've, I've this is a horse that's going to have to just just a question. Yep. How does the I know it's all formulated and and it's it's very. Um, like it's a very thought out process. How does the Geraldton figures match up with Ascot? Well, that's the thing. It's you've got to sort of use your own. Uh, everyone's got their own ways of deducting or adding lengths on for, for certain aspects. I I penalise quite heavily the fact that we've got a horse. So I think I think he's got a few little issues. Like he's a what is he now? Five year old. He's a five year old. He's a five year old. He's only had six starts. So he's a, he's a bloke who's he's obviously got a few issues. We've got to get him in a float. We've got to travel him down five or six hours in the um, on the day of the race, the day before. I'm not sure when he's coming down. It's a smaller trainer who probably wouldn't have um wouldn't have had this sort of setup too many times. So he's probably learning on the job as he goes. So I'm I'm penalising him quite a few lengths um, in that sense. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes out and absolutely blows me away here, but um. It's funny with the data you ask about that. There was a horse earlier. It's been scratched now, Andrini. Yep. Um, it came up as the big data ratings horse, the way that they sort of look at the the victories from Moran. Moran, where was Mora it? Mora? Cup. Yeah, from the Moran Cup. Won the, so won the, um, um, the time-honoured Moran Cup, Collie Cup double. Oh, that's the hey, dream, yeah. isn't it? The the country, has it been country. done before? I well done. Not 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 certain. Something I follow pretty closely <laughs> as well, as you're as you're aware. So um, I, I think that uh, I think. I just think we can um, probably look uh, at Invictus Domini at some type of risk. It was $2.20. Um, I hope the bloke mowing my lawn um, just does that a little bit louder and then really make sure he gets that edger on the path a little bit more. I feel so like I can, we're uh, back at Ascot. Yeah, so I can uh, just hear you a little bit less. But um, I, it's actually just having a look now. It's He's, he's drifting out a little mm. bit. Just just, just bear with me for so a no, moment. The 215 was thin. There's 240, 260, a bit of 270 around. Look. I have naturally penalised him more than I probably should have here. Uh, the map looked good. He should go to the top. Yeah, look, I'm, part of me wants to see him come out and brain him and, and be really good. Part of me doesn't because I'm having my biggest bet of the day in this race. Elsewhere, BJ, and I am super keen, super, super, super keen. And each way, despite it only being five, six bucks, um, I'll explain that to you on uh, on uh, Simon Miller's mare, Angelic Miss. I think she is a uh, very, very exciting proposition, only having start number four. I think if she was wearing the cerise and white, she'd probably be just about favourite here. Gary Get um, On? Well, I think it is a Gary Get On, to be honest with you. It just ticks every single box for me. This is an up-and-comer who first up um, was uh, at Pinjarra, massive leader bias track. Pikey came from near last behind Blazing Billy. Uh, Jake Starr was a really nice – she couldn't do any more than she did that day. Just put out for a spell, came out. Chrissy Parner found the breeze and a pretty weak maiden. Absolutely demolished them. Um, <clears throat> the second horse differentiator came out, um, who she beat by two, and then differentiator, I think, beat the rest of the field by two or three as well. Didn't win a maiden next start? Came out next start, beat Fishhawking and Special, who came out and then won their maidens, if we want to go a bit deeper in that sense. Yeah. Um, she had, had another weird little let-up of six weeks. Chloe drew wide, snagged her back to last. It was a day where you wanted to be wide and coming, but um, Soleil got the run of the race in the three-wide line. Just got the break on her, didn't she? 100%, um, yeah. I thought Angelique Miss was the better of the two runs and Soleil, and I'd have Soleil as, um, as my favourite for this. So, look, from barrier four... Um, they're, they're just the one thing I will just just 
it, it, you have to, it's important to remember that Invictus Dominic is going to lay it and could just kick and could brain him. It mm. could be that good. And that, that's what can occur here. That each way Angelic Miss from Barrier 4, I mean, she's she's 1-1 one, one just about, maybe one pair further back. She's going to land right on her 53 kilos. This is a up-and-coming type who very quickly will be a 75 rider and be carrying 60 if she wants to go on a race of this nature. So, again, Chloe has a party catch weight. Simon Miller horses at Ascot where they always do their best work. I think she just gets a map and she comes hard late and I just think she'd be super hard to hold out. I'm not one to back horses each way at sort of five and, and two bucks. Um, but for me, the even money a play a place here when you've got a real X-Factor horse in Invictus Domini makes this an each way bet, which is unlike me. But this is a real each way bet for me. There was plenty of six and seven. There was 9.50 available around earlier. Locally. A bit of a bit of a pipe dream at this stage of proceedings. But um, as long as we're getting even money a place, um, I'm playing her each way as a clear best of the day. Mm, okay. Well, I uh, all I went off was the Vince Accardi data for Invictus Domini and all the numbers stacked up. He carried 59 and a half and ran time. Just arrogant. Victory over 1,400 metres last night, one by 8.7 lengths. Arrogant jockey. Yeah, <laughs> arrogant jockey. Don't blame him either. <laughs> uh, so, so I just feel as though Mitchell Payne just got to ride him as if he was at Geraldton. Just let him do his thing, free wheel with strength, take all these horses out of their comfort zone. I wouldn't be, t- I wouldn't be worrying about being too cute on this fellow. Just ride him, maximise his assets. Let's see what he can do. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm not... If, from a betting point of view, I'm a bit with Terry. I, I kind of like Angelic Miss at the at the prices and um, and the run she's going to get, and just the slight query about Invictus Domini uh, translating um, Geraldton to town. But I'm excited to see what this horse has got. I've got him on top. I just feel as though if, if he can, if he, even if he comes back a peg of what he's done in Geraldton last start, especially. He should just win again, but Angelic Miss is the definite danger. Got her, um, got her right in contention there. The only other horse I'd like to throw out as a winning possibility, even though Rebel Knight was massive in defeat the other day, but he's got 60, 61 mm. kgs. The horse that could uh, be the knockout. Got a bit of class about him. Got some strength as well. Tiff has spoken. First up, fourteen hundred meters. Paul Harvey set this horse a task. Um, has Sharon Miller at the at this trip first up, but I think this horse goes good. I I think it's got a lot of wins up its sleeve. Tiff has spoken could be the, the watch horse. But for me, I think can't wait to see Invictus Domini do his thing. Love to see Mitchie Payton just let him roll and crunch him. But Angelic Miss, I sort of agree with her. He does look the, the betting proposition, doesn't doesn't she? For me, majorly, yeah. yeah. I've actually marked her favourite. Yeah. Um, but really? I, again, I've penalised Invictus Domini more than I perhaps should have. But um, we just see this time and time again. It's just we, we just don't know. If the best Invictus Domini turns up, then... I've probably thrown money away, but that's why, again, I suggested each way. Yeah. I, I think this is, yeah, that I would back what I like to do with each way betting, and I tell people this, is look at each portion of the bet as individual. So would you take even money? So, for example, earlier Western Pride was five fifty two bucks. Did not back each way because there's some speculation or maybe maybe Western Pride's not fit. If she maybe doesn't she's win, right. she's exactly going to run. Right. Yeah. I know Angelic yeah. right. Well, we think Angelic Miss is a fit, happy horse. Map. There's just so many positives there where there's less – there's a little bit more of a query on Western Pride in that sense. Um, two questions. Bella Liberty, any chance they try and kick up and lead? Potentially, but from what I saw in in Chase to Will. Yeah, yeah. F- from from what I saw in Geraldton, I think Invictus. I don't even think. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I don't even think Invictus Dominic. Yeah. He can hold Invictus Dominic mm-hmm. slower. So I don't know how big that horse is. It looks like a bit of a monster, mm, but um, large horse. But if yeah, I'd be surprised if they want to like 
cutthroats with Invictus Domini, I would have thought, especially second up. Horses had a few setbacks. There's been um, it's been hard getting her back to the races by the looks of things. Uh, for a thousand to fourteen hundred, I, w- I wouldn't suspect that they'd be looking to ride her tough. I agree. Yeah. And Invictus Domini, will they travel up morning of, or what? What would be the? What do you think would be the setup? Good question. I'm I'm assuming morning of. Yeah. Yep. Usually, yeah. it's, is it beneficial? Well, is it? The, is the usual thought process? It's beneficial to travel up the morning of rather than try and come the night before and get them to settle overnight. Is yeah. that a usual? Well, my experience with Steve Wolf is he he usually likes to bring his horses up on race morning. Mm-hmm. That that all that isn't always a possibility. So he'll vary between um, Friday, come up Friday with the, with his horses. They stable overnight in Ascot, and then he takes them to the races wherever they need to be that day. But also um, temperatures are. Um, are important factor as well yeah. because Steve was going to br- uh, there was a chance Steve was going to bring Steve Wolf was going to bring Red Cam Man to, from Albany to Perth last Friday but it was 35 36 degrees whereas Saturday was the cooler cooler day 26 degrees so it was a no brainer to bring him up on uh, on the morning of the race yep that makes complete of sense I don't want to stand in a boxing 35 degree heat for five or six hours yeah but it's exciting to see it like this a horse a bit of a freak show in Jelton and see what he can do in town 100% yep here we go. One of the features of the day, the Faritha Stakes, $100,000, which I still think is pretty bloody light for this quality of horses. Three-year-old Colts and Geldings. We saw the Phillies do battle in uh, their division, the Burgess Queen Stakes at Ascot on Tuesday. That was a cracking race with a lot of talent. I think this this race has got some underrated talent as well, Terry. The the Colts and Geldings division, the blokes, what uh, what can they do here? Well, my early tip for the, the guineas is going around. Um, pretty keen on Dom to shoot. Moving ahead towards the guineas, as I've made uh, relatively or fairly clear, um, 45 to 1 inspirational girl like Dom to shoot. Have something on. That's for the railway, obviously, inspirational girl. I um, I think Dom to shoot has his race uh, at his mercy with yep. the um, with the way the weights are set up here. Um, it's always some type of risk um, about a horse who from 11 – We'll be looking at a three-wide line. We'll be back last, or it's just—it's not—it's not an easy map. I, I've actually got in my note too. If Dom to shoot drew one to five, I probably would have marked him even money, yeah, flat even money type yeah. thing. But from eleven, you're going to need some luck. He could be the run of the race and run second or third again. He hasn't drawn a gate all prep. No, he certainly hasn't. Uh, he was an absolute moral beaten last start behind MTA, and he gets a. Um, geez, what's the weight swing? Three and so a half. So it was kilos. four and a half the other day, and now there's a half. Now there's a half. Four kilos. Four kilo weight swing on MTA, and MTA is very likely to breeze outside Empire Rain here. I suggest even if you go back to the previous start Luke's gold obviously has franked that form last week um, and when Dom to shoot knocked him off it, and you go back again the, the previous start he sat deep the trip with 59 and a half it was a pretty ordinary steer um, with Chrissy Parnham on hence, that day. Hence just, he hasn't ridden it since. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. But uh, look, I, I, I think at this stage of the day, it's 4.15 p.m. Yep. Um, as long as we're making some ground, uh, even if we're not, I still think Dom Deschutes can finish over the top of them. There was yesterday, there was a lot of 4.54 bucks around. Not anymore. It's hard, no, it's harder to dive in now. So um, like I, I don't like suggesting bets that are below my price. And it's basically, I've marked Dom Deschutes three bucks. 3.50 yeah, myself. So yeah, so we, we can't really really it's hard i i'd monitor try and get a better price late so there you go but um i can't really suggest hopping in too passionately at the three dollars ten um the one that's come up above my price is your likely leader um in empire rain um have you got empire rain and in front yeah i was i was 
thinking Empire Rain or Pans Down, but yeah, um, I think that might be heavy sitting on Pans yeah, Down. Yeah, I think yeah, that might I, be up to the thirteen, up to the fourteen hundred when it perhaps didn't run out of super strong thirteen hundred on a leader bias northern. If that's the case, Empire Rain comes across rails, leads outside leader MTA. Yeah, that's how I've got it looking. Mm. So um, Empire Rain, very interestingly, I. If you watch the replay last day, uh, he got chopped out when Mystical View laid in uh, on him at about the 200. He sat deep the trip outside of Gemma Sun, who was in the breeze. Gemma Sun's ended up running third yep. that day. I reckon that Empire Rain was going to beat Gemma Sun home. So well, I reckon at, Empire least, at least level peg, yeah. Yes, I reckon Empire Rain would have run third rather than ninth, and you're probably seeing five bucks or six bucks here rather than the current price. Uh, first up against MTA was super in the breeze when MTA led. That, that race has performed uh, has produced winner after winner. Um, Bit going of a back to the fest that day, wasn't Certainly it? was, yeah. and um, there's a nice weight swing uh, in Empire Rain's favour. I think it's three and a half kilos. There's also, this time, uh, Empire Rain will have the breeze and MTA will have the... Other way around. Empire Rain will have the rail. MTA will have the breeze. Um, yeah, I just I just think with Stevie Parnham going to the top, I think Empire Rain and Danny Morton's three-year-olds obviously flying at the moment gives a lot of cheek uh, out in front. So, look, that's the way I've played it. Um, some of the 12, some of the fours, dumb to shoot. Hopefully we can get a bit better. You can wait to see if they're making ground on the day. Going to double play those two, but... Um, I'm not going to go over the top here because I, I just have that much respect for Bob's three-year-olds, and yep. I know that they haven't. Uh, Billy Ray's had every chance in the world, but I just know what they think of the horse. Um, and then Western Empire, it's going to look pretty average on paper, losing a maiden by four lengths. But that was a um, a day where if you weren't on the fence, you simply couldn't get near them uh, at Northern. That so was Northern Cup day. It was, and I reckon Western Empire was just almost the best run of the day. Yep. Yep, just about the run of the day. Um, it's hard to hard to argue which is, that. The which is bizarre because he's been beaten four yep. lengths in a 1,100-metre yep. maiden. But uh, go back and check the tapes. That was uh, And the figures were significant late. I think it was the fastest last 200 of the day. the fastest last 200 of the day. He basically, he did all he could yep. um, on that particular day. So it was... Just a day where you couldn't make any real ground. He's, his price is probably embellished and a bit yeah. longer than it should be because of that. But um, yeah, he's going to have to out-sprint. Um, his trials were good, Western Empire, without being great, great, great as well. Um, so he's going to have to probably out-sprint. Well, he will have to out-sprint Dom to shoot. You'd think they're going to be in similar positions in the run um, with only a kilo and a half less. So. Yeah, he'll have to have um, real... Serious talent, Western Empire, but it's, but it's hard, might, isn't it? Well do. That's right. And, so. and and what price are you prepared to to pay to to see, you know, to see what he's made of? Exactly so. right. Interesting race mm. uh, for me. I think it's a two horse race. Dom to shoot and first law. Obviously, as Terry has outlined and mapped out, this is Dom to shoot's race um, to lose. I and he's just this horse has come back extremely well. He's he's tough. He's a real competitor. He uh, lets he's been letting down beautifully underneath Paul Harvey. All the form around him stacks up. Set weights and penalties suits ticks all the boxes. Does Dom to other a Dom to shoot other than perhaps a sticky draw, but the Pontiff's been riding him ever so confidently lately, and um, I have no doubt that if there's a spot to be found, that the Pont will be uh, will slot in beautifully aboard Dom to shoot. I really like. First law as a horse, I thought his, um, I guess his late season two-year-old stuff was really, really impressive. So I actually had something on first law, first up behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks the other day. I thought he attacked the line with 
strength that kiss on all four cheeks form has held up fitter i believe the 14 will suit and even further with time for first law i think he's a debray guineas contender um paul harvey has obviously opted to ride dom to shoot but i don't think i don't think he could have ridden 54 anyway but uh i reckon this first law there's something about this horse i reckon he's going to serve it right up to dom to shoot on saturday dom to shoot was my on top selection but i think first law is the biggest danger but there's some there's around those two there's some there's some real quality uh terry mentioned the two bob peters uh, peters investments runners um for me if um one of them one of them was going to bob up and win it, it's uh, more than likely to be western empire uh, i like what terry's thought processes with empire rain there's a, as i said there's some three-year-olds with um significant talent i think racing for a hundred thousand dollars is um is uh a bit light for the show that these particular horses are putting on uh but this is a really good race dom to shoot on top First law, the biggest danger. I think those two are going to fight it out. Any chance they go forward? First law's victory was when breezing. Do you mm. think they might consider that? Simon Miller does like to go forward with his horses, or are they going to be looking guineas and just let's go back, have a have a bit of a settle and try and go past them, get a pattern on the day? What do you yeah, reckon the thought I, process will be? I'm thinking mid field or mid back. Yeah. I, 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 13. From 10, you've sort of got it's, – it's one or the other, isn't it? You've got to go right yeah. back or right forward. Yeah, 13 horse field, I'd like to see – at least two or three behind him in running but mm-hmm. um that would probably be i wouldn't if he gets back further than that it's going to be hard from there yep. but first of all might end up tacking on to dom to shoot so. as Lockie asked a question last week if cup night and inspirational girl sprint from the i'll ask you that question again now by the way mm. uh if 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 dom to shoot and first law sprint from about the same spot give first law one length head start who do you have on top Dom to shoot. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. From barriers ten and eleven. That's yeah. where you've sort of and you think that Paul Harvey's riding well, it's it's hard to go the other way, isn't it? But so we'd love to see Dom to shoot. Dom to shoot's got the score on the board. He's been racing against the older horses, carrying weight. Yep. He's rock hard fit. Just um, looks like he's really returned. One thing I'll say is the three ten isn't isn't it's, that's not really what you want. I'm mm. Uh, it'll probably still be enough to get me if I need to. I need even finish off me uh, my bet, but um, you can wait by this stage of day to make sure they are making some ground as well. Yes, as Terry keeps alluding to, it's very important that you keep an eye on the pattern and um, and factor that in when uh, when when assessing these races throughout the day. And again, pattern is going to be very important for next the. The big race of the day, the feature, the Group 2 Waroa Listia Stakes. It's a $250,000 weight for age, traditional lead up to the Railway Stakes. And uh, very intriguing runner here in uh, number one, Kimantari from Godolphin. They have supported the Perth Racing Carnival again this year. They've uh, already sent a couple of horses over, I believe, and Kimantari steps out for a blowout. Where's he heading? Railway? Or Winterbottom, Kimantari. I thought I saw some. I thought I, there was an indication they were going to go Winterbottom because Kimantari will obviously carry um, fifty-eight. Will obviously carry the top weight yeah. in the railway stakes, but I think they've got to look at probably the depth of that race and say, well, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe with clairvoyance, the scratching now, they might go. Well, hang on, we've just got to beat the locals. Uh, hey, Doc, tricking. Hey, Doc, definitely coming. I believe so. I think yes. so. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. I'm allowing for Kimantari to go to the railway, um, okay. but I'm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'll probably prefer, from a punting point of view, an inspirational girl that Kim and Terry went the other way. Material man became the top weight because it means a few of the other ones. Because inspirational girl will be well under a couple of points under um, the minimum rating there still. Yep. So um, she only got four points for winning on Saturday, yep. and uh, so I think 
think that took her to a 96. Yep. So, yeah. And yeah, it's not going to be – at best, it'll be a 96 plus. What's material, man? He's a 109, so it'll be He's 99 plus. 99 plus yep. below us, it'll be there. Yep. So. Sorry, we're talking handicapping rating Hand- scales. Yes. So, Sorry. Yeah. So 99, a rating of 99 would be the 53 kilo minimum. Therefore, if you had a rating of 100, you'd have 53.5 and Just onwards a, and upwards. Yeah. A few of those that are around that 101, 102, 103, they'll probably get that extra half a kilo if Kevin Toe doesn't go that way, which yep. – can be all important half a kilo. Mm. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Kimantari does on Saturday. And if they are running on on the day and uh, that is the pattern, then Jesus horse is going to be hard to hold out. He comes through a uh, close-up, first-up, 1,200-metre um, Flemington straight run with William Pike on board, loomed to win. Condition just gave out late, but they did run home in sub-33 with some really good horses finishing in front of him. He was beaten a length on that occasion. And then he's gone to Manicato where they've run 108 for the 1,200. Hey, Docks won the big group one there under lights. Second was a horse by the name of Trekking, who's a very, very good sprinter, obviously. And uh, I think uh, William Pike ran third on dirty work in that mm-hmm. on that occasion. So he's been beaten four. Uh, the run was was good. Um, seriously, that form has to stack up significantly against what he's what he's copping here in the local brigade. So uh, I just feel as though pattern dependent. Feels like if he, if he turns up, Kimantari. Is should have these covered. Yeah, right. Mm. We're going with the Eastern Stater. I think so. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I don't. I just. I just don't have an opinion here. This yep. is. Uh, this was a nightmare to. Yep. Um, to mark. I've got one. It was, two, a, three, it was four, a hard four, race, five, wasn't it? Yeah, I've re- got seven races. Twelve. Uh, seven races. Seven horses. Twelve dollars or less. I got really bogged down on this race. Mm. <laughs> 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 Mate, I really felt the ground here. The, tra- oh, the track was definitely downgraded by this stage of proceedings. I tell you what, I took a few breaks to to look at the U.S. selection and check out Betfair because I was I was really struggling to wrap my head around this race, but I just kept coming back to class and uh, I feel as though that, at that stage of the day that I don't know whether in front it's going to be the place to be. If Jamie Nort can get cover with Kimantari sucked into the race, if he lets down like he's capable of, I know he hasn't won for a long time. He actually went to stud and uh, yeah. and he uh, he was infertile uh, and they gelded him and he's, he started racing again in, in 2020. But even his Queensland form was good. Um like he's he's running some act, absolute high quality Group Ones um, over the last well, throughout his whole career, really, and um, I just feel as though this they've targeted this this race with Kimantari and a couple of the features coming up. If he can hit anywhere near, uh, even if he's a length off his peak or length or two lengths off his peak, he he should be able to get the job done, really. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I um, more about the data. Well, well, I yeah, the, the data obviously looks pretty good for us coming out of those type of races, yeah. doesn't he? But yeah. um, fast race. you've, you've you've got to look at the you've got to look at probably the three factors. Is one he's been on a plane uh, across the country. How else? How else he settled in? Two blinkers off. Or there's this a um, little hit out run with the the group ones, the major aim, um, and then three Jade McNaught from Barrier Nine. It's a difficult steer still. Um, so it's still not an easy steer. Jade's riding well at the moment, but it's a uh, it's a difficult steer with Kemantari. So it's usually the top of horse I'm I'm willing to. Look around to some degree and say that I priced Kemantari equal favourite yeah. um, with most of the field, to be yeah. honest with you. I will come really not sure. Great shot goes for I me. Mean, great shot's 35 to 1. Great shot's not impossible here. Um, great shot was so good last start when taking a sit, and great shot doesn't take a sit. So I, I'm not tipping great shot. That's definitely not the path I'm going down. But I've got great shot 20 odd to 1, and it's 35, so it's above my price. So if you've got great shot leading, who's outside leader? Uh, I have free trade. Mm. I don't. I don't. I 
they still haven't done what I've sort of been hoping for and they keep there's sit, sit, sit every start. There's probably not much of an op- opportunity just to breeze with free trade. But again, you go back to the Pinjarra Classic and the Bunbury Stakes victory last year. Um, free trade uh, lobbed in the breeze on good tempos and just went away from them, used um, used his toughness. Don't think he's going as well as that, but uh, that's how I'd ride him from 11, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go forward, land the breeze. He's actually the weighted horse um, coming out of the set weights and penalties races against the other horses. Yeah, I know Obviously, what you're Cam- saying. So- Cam- Kamatari is obviously the weighted horse. So speaking of weight, 53 mm-hmm. kgs for the three-year-old Gemma's son. Mm-hmm. Blinkers are still off. They, they hit, the blinkers are still off. Are yeah. they attack? Is David Harrison asking Joseph as a party to attack or are we taking a sip? I think they're taking a sip. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to look at cover here. The only time um, he's been ridden with cover, I don't think it was by design. It was in the Perth Stakes, um, started $1.16. So it's clearly a standout runner, but he took a sit that day one by two, so they know he can do it. Um, I'd be expecting looking at going to the Guineas and maybe a Kingston Town, which might be ambitious, um, that they'll be looking to take a sit. I like it, actually. I think it's a good um, a good change of path to mix it up rather than go the free ether. I actually yeah, it adds say, another dimension to yeah, the race. Yeah, it, it certainly it? does, but... Oh, I just I don't know really where to go with Look, this race. I've got Platoon equal favourite, but I mean Platoon at weight for age coming off that was a ten out of ten by Brad Parnham. Like, you couldn't ride that any better than he possibly did last start. KC was backed with stolen money. Um, absolutely went up and down on the one spot, expecting her to come forward, but I'm not convinced she's come back as well um, as perhaps um, as do, perhaps do you know she what the needs flux to. were official flux mm-hmm. seven fifty. 290. That's incredible. In a race uh, with ne- that much depth and that much quality. You never, you never see that. No, nah, that's that's next level. That's incredible. And, and what was always going to be, and I I know you sound like a bit of a post-race hero, but I did say to someone um, afterwards, like in a race that was always going to be run hard with about four or five really strong uh, front-running types in it, it was going to be hard first up 1,400 to to chase that and have something left at the end for a horse that's not fully fit. So her grand final is going to be on the 21st of November. Um, uh, her grand just, final might even be the one after. Kingston, mm. wait for age, yeah. Depends. I mean, she's now going to get into the – it's hard to carry 57 in a Kingston. Who was the last horse to win the Kingston two years in a row after winning it as a three-year-old? Is it playing God? Might have been playing God. Mm. It's a him? Uh, playing God. He won consecutive it. years? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He yep. won as a three. Did he win it twice? I don't think he did. I've got playing. Yeah, I've got them mixed up in my head, haven't I? Stevie Parnham yeah. has won. And they were almost identical rides, yeah. weren't they? One, 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 one. Both pretty years, sure Stevie yeah. Parnham has ridden four Kingston Town. He loves the Kingston Town, doesn't does. he? Big he loves fan. the 1800 yeah. meters at Ascot. Um, yeah, potentially. But uh, I, I just worry that KC is at the same um, level that she was. I'm happy taking on Gemma's son um to some degree here not convinced uh he's going as well as he was as a uh, as a two-year-old either oh god the only horse that's come up significantly above my price and it's uh it's 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 painful to, to tip this horse is taxigano um i yeah i don't want to have much on here but um taxigano i've like got him i've got him third pick taxigano yeah sixteen dollars Third pick at sixteen dollars. What yeah. does the market look like? Oh, it's crazy. What does yeah. what does it look like? A lot, but this is a market that is. There's just going to be so many differing opinions. I was um, six dollars the field. Yeah, Kemantari yeah. six bucks. Yeah, Red Cam Man as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 
I, I think they'll take a seven red cam in as well mm-hmm. um, this time. But the Taxigano, the, the problem is I would have loved to have drawn six or seven or eight or nine, not two. Mitchell Pavement probably ends up three back the fence here. He would just be trying to – they know the horse. He'll be trying to extricate, trying to get out, trying to get rolling. Uh, his effort um, seven days ago behind Inspirational Girl was huge for a horse that's not suited in a race going sort of – well, they go 15 lengths below benchmark, I think, 10 lengths below benchmark to the term. Absolutely walked. He ran a – Last, last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely walked. So, and he was jagged back to last from the awkward alley and um, – he went super. He's not a horse you'd ever expect to pick up and run a sharp last two, but I think he ran the seventh or eighth quickest last two for the entire day. And the interesting view he was viewing was past the post. Past the post. Yeah, it really was. So, look, oh, I don't think barrier two suits going to need to get out at the right time, but at 21 bucks and $5 a hole each way, that'll be my very small play um, in an intriguing wait for age Lestier classic, AJ. Yeah, so I would love to see Red Can Man win, obviously. He... Um, Chalk and cheese, last two starts. I think he's gone, you know, 13, 13 lengths above, 12 lengths above benchmark uh, to the 600 in the northerly stakes. And he's gone pretty much exactly that, but in reverse, below benchmark in the um, Asian Bow last Saturday. And what that did was it just it it um it didn't take any of the um, sting out of the horses who uh, were um, behind him and running. He didn't establish enough of a of a break on uh, on his main rivals, and they were anywhere too close. The sun was right on top of him, straightening, and it gave Inspirational Girl a real look. Um, she was she was within striking distance, although she still had to run the fastest last four and two of the day to get it done, and she did. However, it looked more like an Inspirational Girl race than it did a red can man race um and by that i'm talking about tempo and race shape um interesting to see what sean mcgrady does uh, on saturday whether he allows whether he just wants to sit outside great shot or whether he allows free trade to come across and give him some cover i would suspect plan a would be cover um another building run towards the railway stakes if he gets cover and great shot rolls along that's really going to bring red cam man into the race he's going to be stalking he hopefully sean mcgrady can improve him out into the three wide line to be ready to pounce on straightening the problem is, and I'm not, and I'm not um, saying that he he um, whether this is a, a factor of, of his winning chances or not. Is um, I wonder what his re-rating would be if he happened to win that, uh, win this race and knock off Kimantari, for example, and how that would then impact his railway stakes weights, which will come out on Monday. So it's going to be interesting to see what the handicapper does. If Let's one give of, if, the four points, wouldn't they? No, I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I reckon it could be. It depends uh, what Kimantari. If Kimantari is yeah. a horse that runs second, yeah. Um, and he's beating him on merit, then it yeah. could be a painful one. So he's a 96 rider and he's, uh, say he goes to 102 or 104 and it's a 99 plus two, railway. Two kilos extra. Yeah, it's, it's and um, trying to get, it, it's a it's an interesting um, process trying to get your horse peaking on the day in the railway, but also having a weight where he can win. So Red Camp, I'm sure the connections be wrapped with $150,000 first prize in the uh, in the Lestier on Saturday. However, what does that mean moving forwards into a railway Way, especially with looks like there's going to be a 109 or maybe a 110 top raider so mm-hmm. the handicapper will play a, play a major role moving forward in this but he can win there's a plenty of others that can win does kc bring her best um festival miss this year x-factor never got out the other day and was steaming no. uh 
free trade, is he going to bounce back? I thought his northerly run was good. Uh, there's a lot happening here, which is why I just thought stick with the class. Kimantari, he's coming out of fast group one races. If um, if he's within striking distance, he's got a big finish and um, he can he can power home over the top if conditions suit. Very good. They're all uh, they're racing for second favoritism. Yeah, the race for second favoritism to uh, to inspirational girl. So but, I actually would like to see a horse like Red Cam Man win. Probably got the penalty, so he gets a little bit of extra weight. So that would make the most sense. What if Kimantari wins? Yeah, well, because it's wait for age. He's not really proving anything because he's racing. Would he get penalised? Uh, you probably look. know more about the handicaps in that sense than I would, but that, that'd be interesting. If he just got the two points, that means the railway then goes to 102 plus. And well, that probably doesn't, it probably that doesn't work in his race. The handicapper probably should have just brought him over as a 112, and if he if he, if they weighted him in the railway, then it would have created a 112, mm. 102. So at the moment, he's a 110. So if that gets reviewed, I'm not too sure. I wouldn't imagine it would budge if he happens to beat a red can man or a, you know one of those horses who are a bit lower rated. I think I imagine that he's not proving a lot at weight for age. No, that's spot on. All right, BJ, the, uh, the last of the day also, also known as the Get Out Stakes. It's S-T-E-A-K-S. Who's it brought to us by? Correct, Guri. The Get Out Stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will take care of you. I've got a tomahawk steak that is uh, defrosting as we speak. Defrosted. Or is it defrosted? It's defrosted. I'm going to be taking that home with me because Guru's got uh, lunch commitments this afternoon. So I'm um, looking forward to that tomahawk, courtesy of Market City Meats. Bit of a Colin Medalist steak, Gergen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's as big as the tomahawk, isn't it's it? Bloody well, hell. Probably bigger. Yeah. Um, I reckon tomahawk would have um, nailed a few of those in his in his day it's a uh it's a big 900 kilo state looking uh, 900 gram state looking forward to that now you'll love this terry congratulations to last week's winner sam white mm. so as the name suggests sam is the man behind the sam white rule and uh, his 0.42 length prediction was closest for luke Luke's Gold's official. Luke's Gold zero last, point, did it? Sure did. Okay. 0.37 length margin. So there was no Sam White rule required and uh, our man Sam, he uh, gets the stakes and is very happy about it. And I think he might have even um, he might have even been uh, supportive of Luke's Gold oh. as well. I think Saturday night might have been a festive occasion for Sam White and his crew um, and as, as it would have been for a lot of people who uh, well, followed you in with the, the, money, uh, Luke's the money, goal. Yeah, well, I think a few people found it themselves. Well, the money um, the money absolutely um, didn't stop, did it? As I said, I, I still thought – Well, I still thought I'd see because I have to get a lot of my stuff on the exchange. So I, I thought I'd still see at least $20 late with it being double that. But uh, no, it was – it was relentless, and uh, I was actually really happy with the ride from Lucy as well. Nice, aggressive ride, and felt pretty confident when Moshard leveled up because Moshard had done a lot of work in the run, and Moshard probably isn't the most genuine of horses. So, um, no, nah, got the chockies. Let's see if we can – we need to go back-to-back Mandy's, though, don't we, now? Mm. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, we'll get to that shortly. So, get out stakes. If you would like to enter, please send us a tweet at the11pod on Twitter. Who you think is going to win race nine on Lestia Stakes Day at Ascot? Uh, the winner, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering the Sam White rule, first in, best dressed. Terry. Well, I think this will be a week where the Sam White rule might even come into uh, come into play. Um, I reckon that uh, my top pick and what uh, I 
predict will be your top pick as well. Um, it's not even that short, actually. Uh, will be very popular in the Get Out Stakes, and that is Elite Street. Um, super, 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 super return in a, in a really hot 72+. plus. Uh, when was that, a fortnight or three weeks ago? Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago? Then three weeks ago. And watching, uh, three weeks ago. Watching the Ironman. Mm. I wasn't competing myself. I, uh, <laughs> I was too busy punting. But, uh, <laughs> 21 was, days. Uh, 21 days ago um, on, a, on a track where the middle wasn't necessarily playing all that well. Brad Parnham got stuck deep uh, on the late straight. Never panics. Let him just travel smoothly into the race. And geez, the way he let down, he just about could have won by further. I tell you what, it would have blown up your data machine there, wouldn't it? Ooh, Elite just, Street. It was, uh, it was some type of win and it was a big price victory as well. So Elite Street's always, uh, ever since um, his debut run as a two-year-old, I think he sat deep outside horses like We've Got Dreams, Me, Adult Show with Kieran McAvoy um, on board. He's always, had a, always been a horse with a bit of a spruik. Um, his only other loss, he actually lost a race on DQ. I don't know much more about that actually. Positive yeah, swab. Positive swab, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know no, much more about Dan that. Dan Morton got fined, yeah. Okay. But uh, he lost his maiden at $1.40 first up. Maybe he just wasn't fit enough that particular oh, day. Oh, he ran into Mirth and Music. He so. did run into, he ran into Mirth. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's understandable. He ran, yeah. he ran into three good ones that day at, uh, at a Pinjarra maiden. But uh, look, discounting that, let's just probably say he wasn't right to go fresh. Um, this, could be a, this could be a one out the box type horse. Could um, be. He... I'm, it's a rarity for me. I went into this thing and right, I will, will probably try and get Elite Street beat. And yeah, I, I don't like watching something get up at 20 to 1 and then um, hopping in next start. You yep. sort of feel like you're, uh, you've are you missed the boat. To so just quickly, degree. was this a Pete McCormick job last start? It Elite was. Street? Peter was very bullish. Yeah, friend, of, Mr. friend of the podcast, Mr. Mr. regular McCormick. guest. Yeah, regular guest. He was he was very uh, pretty keen on Elite Street last start and uh, he wouldn't have felt too good probably in running, but on the turn, I reckon he would have felt a lot better because he was travelling the winner at that point in time. Look, the... This ticks a lot of boxes. The cops are two and a half kilos. I meets a few of these worse at the weights, but this is such a nice map. So we should see Cliffs of Comfort leading. Cliffs of Comfort's getting a bit longer the tooth this campaign, I think. Might just not be at his best um, at this stage of proceedings. Boomtastic Breezes. The horse is directly underneath him then. You've got State Attorney, who barrier five. So we've got Elite Street in seven, okay? Yep. So we've got Boomtastic in six goes forward. State Attorney in five, misses kicks. Barrier four, Highland Beat, probably lands one, one, right on him. Barrier three, Long Beach goes back, back to the rail. Barrier one, Cliffs of Comfort leads. Barrier two, Barricky Beats. Well, who knows what Barricky Beats would do, but it just opens up for the spot that Elite Street would want, which would probably be three back, one off. And that really opens up. Um, Battle Storm from Barrier 10, Cryptic Love from Barrier 11 are the two horses that are going to be have the final cracks, but both are going to be giving Elite Street a head start. And uh, I can't see any real way Battle Storm turns the tables on a horse. that Battle Storm had the back of Elite Street last time around. So, look, weight, weight always plays a major major part in these type of races. Step up to 1,100, I don't think we'll bother Elite Street in the slightest, but uh, pretty confident we might be seeing a horse on the rise here, BJ. Elite Street, I've marked him two dollars eighty so happy getting involved at the mid threes it's available yeah i'm with you i'm with you terry i think elite street's gonna be very popular selection in the get out stakes deservedly so what price did you say you had him 280 280 yeah i was 320 so it's mm -hmm. about bang on what i thought he should be they just don't win better no. than that do they no they don't win better than that the way that he had to the the, the path that he had to plot um for victory, the times and the um, the figures that he posted on the day, it was incredible stuff from Elite Street. Geez, Dan Morton, he um, 
he trains a good horse well, doesn't he? He's uh, he's on fire. Got, yeah, he's got he's got his team really fine tuned at the moment, and it's like you know I I understand exactly what you you're saying when you said you were going to try and get him because on paper you're thinking oh there's Battlestorm or there's Cliffs of Comfort, Long Beach, um, even Boomtastic, and I know that you're um yep. you're, you're you're waiting for the right race for State Attorney, so I can see why you could sort of think that this is um this is a, an opportunity to um, bet around the favorite but for me i just kept coming back to elite street i just just the the, the force in which it um it won the the numbers that it posted on the day uh was yeah it was you could be you, you could be onto something there terry it might be one out of the box this one elite street from what i've been told he's a bit highly strung and has a um He's still got a lot to learn. Got a temper? Uh, perhaps. I think mm. he. I think he knows he's a good horse. So he sort of. <laughs> yeah. So I think he sort of um, does things his way. But um, Brad Parnham, cool, calm, and collected. This is a very fast horse. I think it just wins the last. Yep. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's within Kue of the leaders. Boomtastic breezes outside cliffs. I think Boomtastic deserves a clear second. Yeah, I agree. Favoritism. Yep. Not sure that it's either. earlier it was Boomtastic nine dollars and. That was probably a savable price. I actually didn't do so, which I did now. Um, but, yeah, I think Boomtastic improves, but um, especially later in the day, it tends to be easier to make a little bit of ground. The Westerly will be stronger by this stage of proceedings at 5.30 p.m. Um, yeah, look for improvement from Don't Fuss as well. Barrier 12 suits. This is a horse that does his best work sitting deep the trip, but, uh, yeah, that'll be over 100 to 1 if you're uh, completely desperate by that stage of the day. But very keen on Elite Street, BJ. I'm with you. We're in alignment to like get out. It. It's taken a while. We're in alignment much today? We uh, a little bit. Here and there. Yeah, here and there. Here and there. Treasured crown. We both on the knock, didn't we? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good to take it on. <laughs> so uh, it is time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. We'll get Terry to kick things off. What's your what's your best? Your Betfair best? Betfair best. Uh, Angelic miss each way. And again, I know that's not my usual style because it's only about five five fifty. But if, as long as you're getting even money in the place, um, I think this ticks a lot, a lot of boxes. Even if you're a win-only punter, I'm still really happy with the $5.50. So Angelic miss in race six. Okay. So I was pretty keen treasured crown in race three. A little bit concerned if – Come right back, comes out. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Terry? For I, a treasure I'm, crown. Yeah. For I, winning, winning's chances. Yeah. But I think come right back. Yeah. For its winning chances, but you're going to take a fair hit on fair the Fair whack, yeah. That being my, the my, case. My 10s might become 850 or something. <laughs> <laughs> that being the case, just with that uncertainty with the market, at the moment, my best betting proposition is Elite Street in the last. Just ticked over 330, which is um, just a touch above my price, but it's about right at the moment. But yeah, could be onto something here. Elite Street in the get out. My best, Betfair best. Yep. No, I, uh, I like it. Geez, I'm going to have some. Um I'm going to have some problems coming up with Amanda here because I think I've tipped about seven of them that are uh, comfortably over that mark. Um, as I said, I'll be having something small, Red Publisher 50s, Elementaria 40s, but the one I like the most, um, the one that I just think it's got the potential, the potential to be written in the way that will be suitable is the Cat Ratcher. Um, in race three or four, 50 to one, we'll have uh, the Cat Ratcher is my Maddie. BJ, see if we can go back-to-back Mandy's. Yes. That'll well, be something. Geez, you're a popular man uh, after the last after the get-out last that day, Terry. Plenty of mentions on Twitter. 
Ah, uh, well, look, I, I think, uh, as I said, happy Peter, days. broken clock's right twice a day. Was like, <laughs> twice a day. My, uh, my, my country form's been really, really strong all year, but the city form hasn't been as, uh, as big this year. Um, so it was nice to, nice to finally uh, tip one at a, at a bit of a price, um, BJ. But uh, a lot of yours don't miss a hole, actually, week well, my, after week. Yeah, my Maddie last week was Lord Help Me Run. He went really good, yeah, I thought. Yeah, that did go super. Yeah, did so super. I think I have to go. At the moment, he's just... Can I do it? He's just $21. Yep. Um, well, that's above 20, isn't it? It's just $21. I'm going to have to go one of my old faves, Taxagano in the Listia ah, State. Very good. Just ticked over into, into madness territory, insanity. $21, Taxagano in the Listia. That's yep. why I'm mad. Considerably above both of our prices. Yes. Yep. So, Mitchie Payton, get him off the fence at the 600 roll. Could, into be, a it. Big, could be a big day for Mitchie, right? Tell you what, it certainly could be. Could they would? It might Victor's be. Dominic runs a good second to Angelic Miss, and he gets Taxagano up. It's a, it's a big day for him, isn't it? Um, salutes. Do you think? I hope so. Do you think he salutes? Well, if, if we get if we do get um, smashed by uh, Invictus Dominic, well, if I get smashed on Angelic Miss, um, I would be disappointed if I didn't see a nice salute there. Yeah, again. yeah. If he wins the list here, there's going to be a, a salute for I sure. Certainly. Then again, if Taxigano is winning the list of the Arkan, it's going to be by a very small margin. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'll have much of an opportunity to stand up in the saddle and uh, and start pulling out a windmill top. Right? So. Alrighty. Well, that brings our. Listia Stakes Day preview to a close. Terry. Good betting card. Jeez. Good betting be, card. Yeah, I really like this betting card. Bit of fun, actually. Mm. Um, it was hard. It was The form was, was challenging, but um, hopefully it's rewarding with a few collects on the day. Mm. So we'll just um, revert to our uh, original OG segments to wrap things up. We have our horses to follow, top-notch trollers, and I've actually got a couple of whatever happened to us too, mm. um, just to get, get that segment back up and running again. I think we're pretty well aligned with our horses to follow, and most we people are. would have um, black booked these horses, Terry. Hard to miss, weren't they? E always, the 73, 76, 77 Raider in the wait for age race. Thought E always was better, just about better over the final 50 metres in stage, man, to be honest with you, BJ. So I gave it a big knock. You were <laughs> you were pretty keen on E always. <laughs> I was frigging, frigging keen. keen. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, dearie, man. That was, uh, yeah, that was a, a huge run. Probably, they probably missed a trick. I guess they were trying to win that race to get a spot in the winter bottom, but they probably missed a was trick a, by not running in the last Good old day. fashioned throw at the stumps. It really was, yeah. It was a throw at the stumps from outside the stadium, though, I think, to some degree. The biggest, just about the bigger eye catcher than that was Western Rhythm with Benny Patterson on scything its way through them in the 60 plus. Did you see the betting, Drews, on that? So it's opened four bucks, five, four or five bucks, some agencies on the day in the morning, about eight, nine bucks, you know, which was probably closer to it. And it's jumped at over 40 to one. Um, yeah, and Benny Patterson wrote an absolute little gem there as well, I thought, from where he was at. And, well, uh, um, sat down and wrote it out. And Ian O'Connor, Butchie from yep. the Mundaring, he uh, owns the full sister purchased at this year's mm. 2020 Magic Moons yearling sale. And he was on at the each way at the $41. Oh, there too, you go. So. Deary me. Yeah. It was a, uh, well, it was a definitely one to follow going forward. It's a horse, especially if they um, if Pikey comes back because he has ridden it a few times in the past. Mm, Very point. hard to beat. And the other one we were just discussing as well, another one. that the, There was just three complete standout runs. It was True Attraction in the yep. last who may even look at going towards a Perth Cup or something. That, that might be the that, path. That horse might have a big race win in it. That was, I think that so, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was outstanding. That was yep. super. That was just uh, – that was something else. So, look, three very obvious ones, but three to follow. 
Okay, I'm with Terry with those three to follow. I thought even Mist, there's a, there's probably a win coming up for Mystery Mist just to continue yep. that cerise and white flavour. Yeah, I reckon one I was going to hold back. That's oh. <laughs> that's one we just wait for W Pike or C Parnham to go on. It's a real seniors horse. That one. It is. A, she's just in sort a race of, with five leaders. She's just building behind the scenes. I yep. reckon there's a win in her very soon. I've got one from Bunbury. Mm. So uh, I. Th- so in the Diamond Chimes on Tuesday, I threw out a horse called Baron Over, first starter from the Justin Warwick yard, Nicole Hotwood. Uh, I thought I was being clever, throwing out at something at 20 to 1. Keep, dr- keep drifting. It was an alarming drifter, especially on the uh, Betfair Exchange. The horses, uh, I feel as though probably should have won, but the winner did a few things things wrong, Sun Sun, and still got the cash. But Baron Over boxed on and finished a close-up third First up, uh, first start in a race over fourteen hundred meters. Hails from a very good family. I think, don't think Baranova will be a maiden for too much longer. So put that one in your uh, horses to follow black books. When following horses on Bedford, so the very interesting part and people, a lot of it goes on the data, obviously. But um, Nicole Hotwood would be a very popular jockey with, yeah. with punters. Uh, you'll find that the less popular jockeys are massive drifters at times mm-hmm. on, on the exchange for those looking at punting on the. Less popular. So Oops. not not putting uh, Ben Patton's Patterson under the microscope, would, would that have contributed yeah, to the Western Because Western, Western Rhythm was actually a really big data horse as yeah. well. I mean, the map would have obviously map, played a part. Yeah. But yeah, Ben Patterson wouldn't be popular with punters. Obviously, when I say popular, it, it's it's riding it's regularly, a, winning regularly. Um, statistically. Statistically, yeah. exa- exactly right. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that would have played a massive part in, um, in, in that wobble in the price as well. Okay, so top-notch trialers with – Cup day on Tuesday. I haven't had a chance to go through heat by heat, but I did mm. catch the uh, the trial of – she's a pretty talented mare, Serenity Bay. She trialled nicely in the heat won by Flirtini. Wasn't knocked around. I imagine that Team Williams will be targeting the mare's series with Serenity Bay. She might be able to win the, the 14 maybe, um, the Jungle – Dawn, I think it is. Uh, the Jungle Mist is the 1200. The Jungle Dawn is the 14. Then we have the Starstruck and uh, Latrice to finish the series. So Serenity Bay was a really nice trial. She's going to be ready to go first up in the coming weeks. There was an interest going back to the session at Belmont on October 26, Terry. Mm-hmm. There was a very interesting trialer from the Todd Harvey Yard, a horse by the name of Mum's My Hero. Now, it's ex-South Australian horse. It's won six from 15 starts. For all, all six wins have been 1,100 metres or less. Now, this uh, – how, how old is this horse? So Mum's My Hero is a six-year-old gelding, um, obviously very lightly raced, but interesting that this horse has landed in the west, uh, trialled up sweetly for Sean McGruddy over 1,000 metres behind Belter and Nerf Bosk. And Material Man was in that heat as well. Keep an eye on Mum's My Hero. I reckon they, um, Toddy Harvey might have um, landed one who's going to win its share of races over the short course in Perth. Now, I know for a fact that Terry kept a very close eye on trials on Monday, but he doesn't usually like contributing to the top-notch trialers segment. Terry, have you got anything for the listeners? Uh, not this week, no. Okay. We'll stay out. Look, look closely. Look closely. That's what I'll <laughs> say. Look, look closely at some of the ownership groups we might uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that's all. Look close. I still remember when I tipped City Star. I didn't win, but I just remember seeing it the hundreds of twenties before I had a chance to get on. So I'm just, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, hesitant. The word? Hesitant. That's mm. the word, Martha. Just a touch hesitant. So, what have happened to mm. Justin Bacardo, WA Racing Twitter 
Luminary, Justin Bacardo. Ken Tipper winner. Yeah, he's a good judge. He wants to know whatever happened to Zara type. So this horse has come up a few times. This is a three-season white staying type. Hasn't been seen for a while. Racing Australia says the horse is still spelling. So Probably crack the shits from being a moral beaten (laughs) five times, didn't it? (laughs) I I did some some dosh on that horse. Yeah, so he he hasn't been seen for a while. Obviously, issues going on there. Might have to check in with Team Williams to see what's going on with Zara type. Doing some red can man form. Mm. Where is plutocracy? Hasn't raced for a while now. Mm. Um, Racing Australia says the horse is active. Might have to flick Simon A. Miller a text and see what the go is with plutocracy. It's probably with Zara type and cracking the shits about being a moral beaten. Talk times. about moral beaten. Jeez. Oh, she was. It's almost like before the race was run, you could write, you could put down race wide throughout. Next to what's, uh, next <laughs> RWT. To what's, uh, yeah, it's just a, a permanent fixture in the stewards report, wasn't it? Yeah, so that uh, that will chase them up for the listeners. Whatever happened to done and dusted for episode fifty? I like it. A couple mm. of good ones. All right, that brings us to the end of uh, episode fifty. Um, just on a personal note, I just just like to thank you, BJ. It's been an enjoyable journey over the uh, the fifty episodes. I uh, I can be a little bit of a an arrogant cockhead at times, I'm sure, and uh, a little bit difficult to deal with, but uh, thoroughly enjoyed it all and uh, looking forward to 50 more. Mm, it's been a pleasure. Least. It's been a pleasure at thus least. far, Terry. All right. As long as Treasured – if Treasured Crown gets up, I'm, I'm a big chance of stepping out next week and letting someone else take over. So um, good luck with everyone's investments on the weekend. I think it's an absolute cracking day for a bet. There's, there's a stack for me. There's a heap of value runners um, as well throughout the card. Don't forget York. Um, don't forget York on Sunday. Don't forget York. York looks really good. That looks mm. like a really good York Cup. Um, I haven't sat down and done the form in depth, but I, I, I was just telling you before, I'm gonna, I reckon I'm going to find it very difficult to um to not be on the uh, the old grey if we can get an each way price there I think he's uh, flying the Ashley Maley train push to pass imagine if Red Publisher and push to pass oh, stop it hey both win Just this weekend oh, that, ah. that fairy tale stuff surely not uh, enjoy the feature races this weekend keep an eye on those futures as um as they will really shape um what's to come for the guineas even the kingston town to a degree and obviously the railway stakes who will run second to inspirational girl we might learn more about that on saturday um don't know are you out there this weekend not this weekend not no, this weekend probably not either i think my body needs a break after tuesday november so. 19 is our due date so i'm staying very close to Ooh. home at the moment yeah okay yeah questionable all yep. right well i'll definitely be out there the following november 14th dig deep second up get on uh, a little bit disappointed first up more disappointed with the fact that we tried to circle the field and we just probably should have given him a soft run uh back into things we'll definitely be out there on the 14th i'm excited about the carnival i'm excited about what's to come we'll have a guest on next week not sure who yet but uh, good luck on the weekend thanks for listening uh for some of or all of the uh the 50 episodes and we'll, uh, we'll get some more gear anyone that's actually listened to all 50 surely deserves a pack or something we have to sort it out from mecca sportswear but until next week on the one one